Welcome to the Movie Dicks Podcast. Your ho 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 holiday hosts are myself, Paul <laughs> Schendel. And my little helper elf is Gabriel Chavez. Alright, today we're gonna stuff your stocking and inappropriately taste your wife's generously sized cookies <laughs> with the 1996 holiday mall stampede movie known as Jingle All the Way. <laughs> You'll notice something different about today, uh, as Gabe usually leads the podcast, but today we're reversing roles. Why? Because the usual format is Gabe hates on a bad movie that I like for whatever reason, but today <laughs> I'm going to take a massive dump filled with chunks of poorly digested fruitcake on this movie. Gabe likes it, and he will try to defend, or at least he'll get out the slop bucket and clean up my mess. But before we put the roast in the oven, this is a comedy podcast, and we are going to spoil this movie like that cup of eggnog you spilled under the Christmas tree. So without further caroling, <clears throat> a father vows to get his son a Turbo Man action figure for Christmas. However, every store is sold out of them, and he must travel all over town and compete with everyone else in order to find one. Two dads... One toy, no prisoners. <laughs> Jingle all the way. Wait, is that the official fucking log line on IMDb? Uh, no, it it's the one uh, that you came up with. It's someone found that one. I've, I don't know. I found it from someone. So <laughs> I was, was just curious. That's pretty like, good, though. The official log line is like a whole paragraph. It's way too long. <laughs> it's like describes the whole plot in the movie. I'm like, all right. Oh, calm down. <laughs> Jingle All the Way was released in 1996. Its release coincided with the Tickle Me Elmo holiday toy craze, which <laughs> saw a new level of holiday mania, including two Chicago women arrested for fighting over a doll and a new Brunswick Walmart employee trampled by a crowd of 300 people. The man sustained <laughs> back and knee injuries, a concussion, and a broken rib. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, uh, it's crazy. This movie is a 20th Century Fox release. The company has been around since, like, I don't know, one form or another since 1915. I mean, they've made a lot of fucking movies. And uh, lots of classics. A lot of shit. Gabe, you, I mean, you already covered them in one of our previous podcasts. Which one was that, by the way? I forget. I don't know. I mean, I, I left the distributors way in the past. I go for more of the minor production companies at this point. Yeah. So, the one production company responsible for this movie was Chris Columbus's, a.k.a. the director of Home Alone, his production company, 1492 Pictures. Right. As far as I know, Chris Columbus is the producer, has no relation to the uh, explorer and perpetrator <laughs> of the genocide of the Taino people <laughs> of the Caribbean, and yet he somehow chose to associate his company with all that nonsense. Yep. Anyways, uh, his, this company has made some good movies, including the first uh, three Harry Potter movies, with my favorite being The uh, Prisoner of Azkaban because of Alfonso yeah. Cuaron, most likely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I barely even remember the movies after that, honestly. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Not that. I remember anymore. that we went to go see Goblet of Fire with Jim, and I remember that you and I were sitting there, like, with drool hanging out of our mouths, like, <laughs> I'm fucking bored! And I just wanted to get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I don't remember uh, the, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I don't remember much either. Uh, but the company has also made a few more franchises, including uh, the Ben Stiller Vehicle Night at the Museum and the very unfortunate 2005 flaccid penis glued to the inside <laughs> of someone's underwear. Fantastic Four and its 2007 sequel, Silver Surfer. Right, I mean, right, If right. those aren't the worst, <laughs> I don't know what is. Those are pretty bad, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you see the new one with Miles Teller and uh, Michael I have B. Jordan? Not, no, that one's pretty fucking horrifying. That. That's that's pretty a lot. Done with those. <laughs> yeah. They, put them down. Put them down. Yeah. Take them out of the bag. Old yeller them. <laughs> Anyways, so they've also made some comedies. Actually, that's more of their specialty. Uh, they've done Christmas with the Cranks with goddamn Tim Allen. Right, right, right. I don't remember much about that movie, but I guarantee that someone <laughs> gets hit in the balls. I mean, that just <laughs> no doubt. Just from the the poster of that movie, you know. Someone I think gets that actually happens in yeah. the trailer. Honestly, right. someone yeah, gets yeah. hit in the balls in the well, trailer. We'll have to fact check that at some point. Anyways, <laughs> they also made the Robin Williams romantic or robotic bomb by Centennial Man. Right. The Adam Sandler CG shitstorm known as Pixels and some other bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. And <laughs> they did make The Help, which I haven't actually watched, but uh, my understanding is it's I good liked enough, it. right? I liked yeah, it for yeah, what it was, yeah. yeah. Um, Viola Davis is great in it, you know. That's, but she's great in everything, but, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, Chris Columbus, he uh, owns... Uh, 1492 pictures along with this other dude michael uh, barnathan is his name okay. i guess and yeah. uh yeah those are the only producers that i really care about yeah so now we get to the cast <laughs> the cast is arnold schwarzenegger right? oh yeah <laughs> and instead of doing the usual run down the list of movies that we're going to do we're going to play a little game all right we're going to play a game <laughs> let's play this bad boy <laughs> welcome, welcome. We're going to do Name That One-Liner. Gabe has to identify the movie and the year spoken by Arnold Schwarzenegger in these uh, short clips that I'm about to present here. All right? So let's see how well you do, Gabe. We're going to test your movie knowledge. All right, all right, all right. All right. You ready? Yeah, do it. You ready? All right, we're going to start with an easy one here. All right. Fuck you, asshole. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's The Terminator 1984. James Terminator Cameron. 1984, directed by your favorite, James yeah. Cameron. Fuck you, James Cameron. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here's another one. Sweetheart, be reasonable. After all, we're married. <laughs> Consider that a divorce. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh God! You know what, man? You're gonna hate me for this. I know that line, but I don't remember the movie. I failed. Oh, on this. Oh my God! Total Recall. Total man. Recall. Shit, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, shit. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. You're all right, right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. That was, okay. So oh, 1990. Man. 1990. Yeah. Uh, I did not hear yeah. that one. Yeah. All right. That's good. That's good. So it might be a little harder for you than I thought it would be. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Twenty percent very sensitive. Oh, let's play that one more time. Mandibles are very sensitive. <laughs> uh, cool runnings, maybe? <laughs> cool runnings. Mandibles are very sensitive. No, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger in Junior. 
Junior. Junior. Oh God. You know, I I try to one block his... that movie out of my fucking memory, dude. I'm like one of his many <laughs> horrific, like er, late eighties, early nineties family comedies. Right. Right. That's oh, awful. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Let's uh try this one. What the hell did you do to him, man? I did nothing. The pavement was his enemy. <laughs> the pavement was his enemy. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I'm gonna have to plead the fifth on this one. I don't remember this one. I want to say it's Commando, but yeah, uh... it's a it's a movie he stars opposite of a very short man. Oh, are you talking about? Uh, are you talking about? Uh, twins? No, not twins. Um, fuck. yes, twins. Yes, twins with Danny DeVito. Yep, yeah, oh, that's shit. right. That's right. Okay. That's right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's see if you know this one. You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. <laughs> Dude, his one-liners are so fucking good, man. Ah. Uh, Let's see, what was the one, uh, you know, no, dude, I'm failing on this one, man. <laughs> Fuck. All right. This all is right. embarrassing. Last Action Hero, Last Action Hero. What, uh, what year yeah. was that? Was that 92? Uh, last yeah. Action Hero, that would have been, yeah, 91, 92, I think. All right, all right, all right. Let's do an easy one. All right, you ready? <laughs> yeah. Stick around. <laughs> Did you hear that one? Yeah, stick around. Yeah, that's uh, that's Commando for sure. Oh, oh. no, 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 no. No, I'm sorry. That's uh, that's Conan the Barbarian. Oh no, no, no. Listen, no. Stick around. Ah, fuck. Predator. Oh. Predator. 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 Oh, man. Fuck. Fuck, man. I'm fucking this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, let's do. Let's do one more. Next time, my place. So who are you, man? Shit! <laughs> I'm the party pooper. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fail on this one too. Kindergarten cop. Kindergarten. Oh cop. man, you know I was gonna say kindergarten cop, but like I didn't remember them cursing in that movie. That was a three no, off. Yeah, he says, "Who the hell are you?" I mean, barely curse, but all right, all right. Here we go, here we go. What? Come and stop. Oh, man. Ah, these are like, these are a little bit harder for me, Paul. These yeah, are like, I, well I tried to, <laughs> I tried to get a little more vague because I thought maybe you'd, you'd have, have more grass. Come and stop. No, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna remember this one either. All right, his other, one of his other one-liners is, uh, "You know, when I told you I was gonna yeah, kill it's you commando, last, it's commando, uh, right. commando, I yeah. lied, and then he drops the dude from the cliff. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Right, Matrix, you did, you promised. I lied. Yeah, the uh, commando, 1987. Yeah. Cool off, Bennett. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. Let off some steam, back. Oh That's... shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Just two more, two more. <laughs> Show some mercy. I'm afraid that my condition has left me cold. To your <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I don't even have to guess on this one. This is Batman and Robin, bro. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Alex Batman speak, and Robin. He, just, he says ice puns the entire movie. I don't think yeah. he has a line without. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Pun. That's uh, that's Batman and Robin, which would have been. Ni- <laughs> Jesus, was that 1990? Oh shit! Been... What? No, no, dude. Because Batman and Robin. No way. You're right. Because Val Kilmer came in the middle. I was going to say it was before Val Kilmer, but Val Kilmer came in the middle and then they yeah. went over. Yeah, you're right. Said, yeah. Fuck me. Yeah, I think it was this movie, this next movie after Jingle All the Way, is, I think. Oh my God. Holy shit. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Here's one more. Drop dead. I don't do requests. <laughs> Oh, man. I remember that scene. I got to place the movie, though, man. Shit. Right, one more time. One more time. Drop dead. I don't do requests. That's not Total Recall. No, no. Very close to that time period, though. Not Red Sonia. Uh, 1990. What a little did I earlier. See? A little earlier. That's not Red Heat, right? No, no. Based on a Stephen King novel. Shit. I did not know that uh, Schwarzenegger was in a movie based on a Stephen King novel. Technically, it was a pen name that he used to publish his trashier novels, which this movie is a great example of. (laughs) The Running Man. The Running Man. The Running Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck, man. I need to rewatch Arnold movies. Oh, yeah. See how far out of the loop I am on this. Oh, my God. There's, like, this video uh, on YouTube, and it's, like, Arnold's greatest, like, 161 liners or something like that. (laughs) It's pretty great. Yeah, for sure. Check that out. All right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we need to do any more. Maybe, maybe one more. One more. I mean, I, I've definitely fucking failed on all these. So. <laughs> all right. Maybe you can get from the context of this one. God doesn't want you to go in there. Don't go in there, man. And the God shouldn't have killed my dog. <laughs> no. No, I'm definitely not going to remember this the one. The sixth dude. day, the sixth day where he Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That that movie is awful. Mark Michael Rooker in that movie is fucking terrible too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What what is the line in that movie? Isn't it in that movie where he says, "Why don't you go back in time so you can go fuck yourself?" <laughs> I think yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's that movie. Well, there's one in uh what what is it? Eraser Wait, is it Six Day? Which is the one where he gets cloned? Is it That's the Six, the six day? day, I thought. Oh, I thought the Six is Day was the one where the he one... fights against no. Satan or something. <laughs> No, that's uh, that's end of days. The sixth day is the clone one. Is the clone? One. Oh yeah, I yeah. think he says, "Why don't you clone yourself so you can fuck yourself?" <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the line. Yeah, that is uh, a good line. All right, all right. All right. That's, that's the one good. F word in the PG thirteen movie. Yeah, yeah. The sixth day that would have been uh, that would have been fuck. That would have been like ninety eight maybe. That was uh, that was late nineties. That was before because end of days was two thousand. And then, like, collateral damage was 2002. That's sort of how I remember his career going in the early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I have... it was 96, actually, I think. I think Eraser uh... was out just before Jingle All the Way. Hmm. I, I don't remember. Anyway, I have a few more from his post governor movies, but. Uh... <laughs> I don't know if you'd remember any of those. He doesn't really have much going on post-governorship. 
Right. He doesn't have any good liners, like one-liners in any of the like new Terminator movies. He's got like jack shit going on for him. I know. It's too bad. It's too bad. I'm trying to think of Terminator <laughs> Geriatrics. I think he had a good line in Terminator Geriatrics, but apparently <coughs> it was so good that I don't remember it at all. I just remember uh, that there was a one-liner. <laughs> well, yeah, I couldn't find anything like for those movies, unfortunately. So, yeah, whatever. Bummer. Whatever. All Bummer. right, all right. So... You fucking failed, Gabe. Like... I know. I know. <laughs> Massive failure. Everybody out there, I apologize. You can no longer take me seriously as a movie <laughs> podcast host. Uh, but, yeah, so we kind of covered most of his movies, of course. Oh, man, I had one from True Lies, my other favorite. Uh... Right. Arnold movie, but I, I forgot. Right. I forgot to put that in the in the list. There, it's not the you you're know. fired one, right? <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good one. But no, it's when he smacks the two dogs' heads together, and he just says, "Stay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I like that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, that's a great movie, man. That's a great, great yeah. movie. Yeah. Except uh, for Jamie Lee Curtis's strip scene, that was a little. <laughs> that was something. <laughs> All right, so we covered Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think we covered enough of his filmography. He's still working, by the way. I just watched his movie with Jackie Chan called The Iron Mask, and right. what a fucking shit show <laughs> that was. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I, anyway I've, my right. love for Jackie Chan has definitely fallen off, dude. He's in some new movie that the trailer came out this week, and I can't even click on it just because, like, my love yeah. for him has just completely failed. He kind of came around the same time that Arnold did and peaked right around with Arnold, too. I mean, I mean, Rumble in the Bronx is a great movie, you know, like I love that movie. But, you know, drunk, it's all about it's all about Legend of Drunken Master. Yeah, that's that's his best movie, dude. Like by that and like, uh, what is it? A Tokyo Tokyo story? Is that right? Where he drives police story, (laughs) police story where he drives the car through the fucking like village and destroys the village prior to Bad Boys 2 doing the same thing. (laughs) Uh, Super Cop is like. Mm-hmm. The sequel to Police Story, and that one has some insane stunts. Too. I mean, right. what fucking movie he doesn't have insane stunts with uh, Jack Chan? But uh, right. yeah, anyway, I like moving on. Jack like Chan is <laughs> yeah, Jack Chan is not in this movie, by the way. Uh, no, Jingle all the no. way. All right, all right. So <laughs> Sinbad, though you remember Sinbad? He's a yeah, family fun comedian yeah. from the nineties. Uh, yeah, I remember I mean, Sinbad. He was he was in Coneheads with Dan Aykroyd and right. Jane Curtin. Right. You know, I like that movie. It's kind of like <laughs> a good happy parable about immigration <laughs> in America. You know, yeah, yeah. aliens come here and they're all fucking weird, but they figure shit out and become successful and become citizens later on. I mean, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Right. Not a true I'll, life. I'll, 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 I actually don't remember Sinbad from that movie too much. I think he plays, what, like the boyfriend of their daughter or something? And, and, I don't know. I don't he, he, Sinbad was uh, in a, a couple TV shows <laughs> and movies that I don't give a fuck about. He also has an appearance in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's fantastic in that, dude. <laughs> you my bitch! <laughs> <laughs> so good. Love him. goes to the uh, psychiatric ward, or no, rehab, that's right. He rehab, rehab, yeah. yeah. And he <laughs> runs into Sinbad and Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great episode. Uh, that was the last time uh, I saw Sinbad, too, dude. I, I haven't seen anything since. 
He's pretty much fallen off off the radar. Yeah. So, anyways, also making an appearance in uh, Jingle All the Way is Phil Hartman. He uh, is a comedian. Probably you know him from Saturday Night Live, but his real talents for voice acting, where he's credited mm-hmm. with forty-two different roles. Uh, his most well-known characters are probably in the early seasons of The Simpsons, where he uh, brought the characters of the failed actor Troy McClure and the city attorney Lyle Hutz to life. Okay. His final on-screen appearance shortly after this movie was Small Soldiers. The movie was so bad that he never appeared on screen again before dying. (laughs) Talk about fucked up. His wife (laughs) killed herself after seeing his dead body. I mean, fuck. What? (laughs) Yeah. Wait, I I don't think I knew that about him. Fuck. Yeah, no, it's pretty uh, tragic stuff. And uh, speaking of tragedy, there's Jake Lloyd, the poor (laughs) fucking bastard. He was in two movies. In this movie, he plays the son who wants a doll. And then he starred opposite of Jar Jar Binks in Star Wars The Phantom Menace as a young Anakin Skywalker. (laughs) Poor goddamn kid. Poor kid, dude. I mean, you could probably blame George Lucas's poor directing, at least partially for ruining his life and poor writing but, uh, and poor everything else. <laughs> <laughs> but after the movie came out he was bullied out of public life and yeah. uh, later in his adult life he was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic oh sure and uh, yeah yeah in uh, 2016 he did 10 months in the south carolina detention center Jesus. and then uh, well after being involved in a high-speed chase where he uh, yeah, was arrested for a wrist he got arrested for resisting arrest, uh, and uh, he was only released from the detention center as a patient in the psychiatric facility. Uh, wow. Lately, uh, he remains off the radar, and I don't even know where he is now. Wow. But, uh, no, yeah. I mean, I remember that there was a bunch of videos online of, like, people saying, like, look at Jake Lloyd being an asshole, and it's, like, people running up to him on the street, like, asking for pictures or autographs, and he's, like, telling them to fuck off. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is, like, ten years after the fact of Star Wars, and he's just, like, just trying to go about his day or whatever the fuck, and, like, people are harassing him. I'm like, I would be a dick, too. I'd be like, bro, that movie was terrible. Get over yourself. You know? <laughs> like, fuck, man. <laughs> Anyways, yep, Christmas spirit, Christmas spirit here, and uh, let's see. So uh, the other person in the cast would be uh, Tom Hanks' wife. Anyways, moving on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Randy Cornfield wrote the script for this movie, and he wrote the script for the TV movie Blood Knot. Okay. Fuck it, fall, (laughs) if I know what the fuck that is. Anyways, (laughs) that's all he's written. Really? Uh, yeah. Jesus. The director of this sweater wrapped in a Nintendo box disappointment of a movie was <laughs> Bryant Levant. He has directed some real doozies. Problem Child 2, The Flintstones oh, yeah. with John Goodman, as well oh, as God. its sequel, The oh, Flintstones God. in Viva Rock Vegas. Oh, my God. He has also directed several dog-themed movies, including the St. Bernard comedy Beethoven, the Husky mm. and Cuba Gooding Jr. movie, Snow Dogs. The animated TV movie, Scooby-Doo, Curse of the Lake Monster. Oh, God. And the German Shepherd film, Max 2, colon, The White House. Oh, my God. <laughs> they made a sequel to that shit? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. It, Anything gets a sequel these days. What the fuck? Speaking of which, there is a jingle all the way too with Larry the Cable Guy, yeah, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking that. about bringing that. I've never seen it. Hopefully it goes it. away and burns in hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's also been announced that Levant will direct the reboot of Police Academy coming what soon the to fuck? a video release near you. Dude, <laughs> god damn it. Yeah. Uh, just doesn't matter anymore, does it? They're no, just, does it? Fuck it. <laughs> They've got nothing Jesus. going on. <laughs> this movie was considered a success at the box office <laughs> with a reported budget of sixty million, one third of which purportedly went to Arnold. Jesus. I mean, what do you think he spent his twenty million dollars on? I mean, probably I not buying contraceptives for his maid <laughs> that he was paying at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it opened uh, November 26, 1996 in 2,404 theaters. On its opening weekend, it took just north of $12 million, placing it at number four in the box office. Yeah. Uh, you know what I was doing that weekend? What were you doing that weekend? I was watching the number one movie, Star <laughs> Trek First Contact, oh, in its $30 million yeah, opening weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, at that at that point in my life, I was a closeted fan of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I were to come out in middle school as a Star Trek fan, that's a fucking problem. Everyone, even the kid <laughs> with the snotty nose and the cleft lip would have had permission to kick my ass. <laughs> but uh, I, I took my best friend to see it. Uh, he didn't really know anything <laughs> about Star Trek, or at least claimed he didn't. Oh, man. But I had to pretend not to know who or what the characters were, uh, lest he learn my secret. <laughs> this this friend, by the way, he had an obsession like from an early age with John Belushi, Chris Farley, <laughs> Bradley Noel, and Jimi oh, Hendrix. Right. Nice. Yeah, you know what they all had in common? They all killed themselves? They all OD'd and died. <laughs> and he did too, actually. Ten years uh, about after we saw this movie. Yeah, he, he OD'd on heroin. So, wow. you know, you got to have Just heroes. Just like all those guys, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking nuts, yeah. dude. Yeah, it was Jesus. weird. He was a weird, weird kid. Wow. I don't think anyway. it was First Contact that did it, though. <laughs> no, no. I think First Contact should have pushed him in a different direction. But Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It was Animal House, I think, yeah, that really yeah. pushed him over that the edge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the number two movie of this uh, weekend was another clash of real world and cartoon violence with Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan in Space Jam in its second oh, week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I dig that movie. Third, yeah. Third was a Mel Gibson and Kid Peeing His Pants movie, Ransom. Right. Uh, the 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 top ten uh, had some other movies I don't really care about. The Mirror has two faces. Set it off. Romeo plus Juliet. The English right. Patient. Sleepers and the First Wives Club. Oh, we dude, Sleepers seen... is great, man. I love Sleepers. Sleepers. Oh, man, I don't recall. That's the one where Jason, Jason Patrick, Brad Pitt, fuckload of Kevin Bacon, fuckload of other people. Jason Patrick gets diddled by the priest in that. No mm -hmm. shit. No, I don't recall that movie. Oh, no. dude, good movie, man. Shit, good I movie. Watch that. Yeah. <laughs> watch watch Jason Patrick get diddled, yeah. <laughs> Jingle all the way played in theaters for four hundred and five days, grossing God uh, damn. 
sixty million five hundred and ninety-two thousand dollars domestically and sixty-nine million two hundred forty thousand dollars internationally for a total take-home of one hundred twenty-nine point eight million dollars. Uh, hmm. It didn't have that big of a marketing campaign, so I imagine uh, they made about seventy million bucks, maybe uh, off of this right. movie. And it's also a Christmas movie that gets uh, airtime basically every season. So I think the residuals make a nice stocking stuffer for Arnold and oh, sure. uh, Chris uh, Columbus. Mm-hmm. I could not, I could not find any international box office numbers for this movie. So I am going to assume at least ten and two thirds Swedes saw this movie. <laughs> Steven Stumps, or in Swedish, the name of this movie is Clap Yatkin. <laughs> <laughs> does, does that actually mean Jingle All the Way, or is it a different title? I, I mean, it's K-L-A-P-P-Yaktin. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it means Jingle All the Way, but that's what their, uh, that's what their VHS cover said in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The top grossing movie in 1996, Gabe, was your favorite Will Smith movie. And a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, the He's director of 10,000 BC, Roland, yep. Roland, Roland Emmerich. Emmerich. Yep. You yep. fucking asshole. <laughs> Critics derided this movie. 9,821 <laughs> IMDb users have given it a weighted average of 5.6 out of 10. Uh, Jingle All the Way has a terrible score of 35 on Metacritic and a cum-soaked napkin splat <laughs> of 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Wow, 15%? <laughs> yeah, and Jesus. it has an audience score of 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't that great either. Wow. Uh, the Democrats who liked this movie the most were females under 18 with a 6.5 on IMDb, and uh, the people that hated the most were males over 45 with a uh, 5.3. <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, uh, people on Amazon who typically pay for the movies that they rate... <laughs> Rated it a 4.7 out of 5 with 5,170 votes. I got a real problem with Amazon's <laughs> rating system, bro. <laughs> it's well, so I mean, they want you to buy this shit, so they're not going to you know, let those negative reviews shine through too much. I get Anyways. that. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Texas Know How, an Amazon top 500 reviewer, rated the movie five stars. He says, awesome fun, reflection of commercialism in Christmas in America. <laughs> Texas Know How also enjoyed his season joy 10-foot Christmas inflatable archway castle with color-changing lights, outdoor inflatable Christmas decorations with built-in lights, Christmas blow-up decor for lawn yard garden by rating it... <laughs> A perfect five stars. Quote, <laughs> my own winter wonderland. I guess he doesn't <laughs> mind the irony of spending $128 on an inflatable Christmas archway. <laughs> it's kind my, of creepy you can find this information online. <laughs> it is creepy. He has a whole fucking bio in his, like, Amazon review section. It's well, maybe weird, he wants man. you to find him then, yeah. I, I mean, I'm guessing he probably gets... He's like a professional reviewer that people just send random shit to him and stuff. Yeah, an review. influencer, Amazon yeah. influencer, yeah. Uh, but yeah, his guess what his uh, his profile picture is? Texas know how. 
uh, standing in front with a fucking bolo tie and a 10-gallon hat. No, close. It's a giant F-350 truck. Anyways. Oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, I don't think it's F-350. I think it's only a smaller F-250 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. No, Sucker. He's not really. He's not a man. <laughs> yeah. You're anyway. a real truck, you fucking douchebag. <laughs> Uh, you know, my wife, uh, Jill, and her family are really obsessed with inflatable holiday decorations. Is that, <laughs> is that a thing? I don't know. I, but her her dad did get me this inflatable car buddy. It's like a snowman <laughs> that you can plug into the 12-volt the plug of your car. So you can put oh, it yeah. in your, like, passenger seat and drive in the, uh, the HOV lane. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm going to try that out. It's like a, it's a... It's a year-round gift, so try that out. See, see it's what like the police a three hundred dollar ticket in Seattle if you get caught <laughs> doing that. <laughs> yeah. uh, professional film critics had less enthusiasm for the film. I don't know what they thought about the inflatable Christmas archway castle, though. <laughs> Anyways, Heather Borner of Common Sense Media harangues: Arnold terminates the holiday spirit. One out of five stars. <laughs> Mark Savlock of the Austin Chronicle condemns unfunny and worse unpleasant jingle all the way is a holiday cheer from the warped psyche of a Scrooge. Even the Grinch <laughs> wouldn't like this one. Zero stars. <laughs> and finally, Keith Phipps of the AV Club lambasts. If there's a bottom of the Hollywood barrel, jingle all the way has been gleaned from the <laughs> Filth upon which that <laughs> bottom rests. 0. 0.5 stars. Oh, wow. That's heavy, bro. <laughs> Damn. All right, all right, all right, all right. Now, we travel back in history to the fateful day <laughs> of August 12th, 1984. Oh, shit. The place is the Atlanta Fulton County Stadium, where the 60 and 58 Atlanta Braves host the 69 and 48 San Diego Padres. The stadium is about half full with 23,912 in attendance. It's a balmy 79 degrees outside with almost 100% humidity. <laughs> Every inch of your skin seeps with sweat. <laughs> it's the bottom of the eighth as you stand on the mound ready to pitch for the Padres. You contemplate back to the events of the game leading up to this moment. In the previous night's 5-3 to three win for the Braves, the Dominican right-handed pitcher Pascual Perez sat in the dugout screaming at the Padres' second baseman Alan Wiggins after <laughs> Wiggins had repeatedly tried to lay down bunts for base hits. Tonight's game started with Perez on the mound and Wiggins first at bat. Perez opened the game with his first pitch, a fastball that struck Wiggins directly in the small of his back. <laughs> San Diego manager Dick Williams swore revenge for this unsportsmanlike behavior that set the tone for the rest of the game. The game proceeded normally until Perez came to bat in the bottom of the second. Padres pitcher Ed Whitson first pitch to Perez missed as Perez spun out of the way. It was considered a wild pitch and Perez walked. In the bottom of the fourth, Perez came up to bat again. Whitson threw three times at Perez and three times Perez dodged. <laughs> Umpire Steve Ripley had enough and ejected the Padres pitcher, Whitson, and manager Dick Williams. Perez oh, wow. ended up walking to first base and then scoring on a Joy Jerry Royster single, putting the Braves up 4-0. to zero. Jesus. Padres pitcher Greg Booker and Greg Harris managed to pitch straight for four more innings without incident. 
Now you've replaced Harris for the eighth inning. <laughs> First to bat is the Braves' right-handed catcher, Bruce Benedict. Benedict smacks a fly ball into the left field and is caught for an out. The motherfucker Perez steps up to bat. <laughs> Tension is high, and any errant pitch will probably clear the benches. Perez takes a few warm-up swings next to me. As he does, I squat down behind the plate and squeeze hard. <laughs> I hope Perez smells this. My lunch today was three Atlanta <laughs> chili dogs and four Budweiser's. My vision momentarily blurs. The sound that comes out of my sweaty asshole is not what I expected. There's a warm sensation traveling down my ass crack, pooling behind my jock strap. Good, I think. As Perez readies himself over the plate, I stuff three of my throwing fingers behind my crotch deep into the wetness. I think if it clears the benches, the first Atlanta Brave that comes at me is going to get a shit-eating grin plastered on their face. Perez wrinkles his nose as the smell wafts into the batting zone. The umpire gags behind me. I signal to you that I'm not going to bother trying to catch this pitch of yours. Perez flinches as you wind up and pitch me this motherfucking movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, listen up, brother. It's the 90s, and I just did a half kilo of cocaine. Oh. That's, uh, can I have some of that? Well, uh, yeah, 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 obviously. Just can't don't use my straw, motherfucker. Oh, okay. Got AIDS so, and everything. Yeah, 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 you gotta watch out for that. All right, so. Uh, while, while, while it's still illegal and all, somehow everyone in Hollywood has it, no problem. Look, man, my teeth are geeking hard, but I got an idea for a movie, <laughs> all right? All right? Listen to me. Uh, Shut the fuck up and listen oh. to me. Okay. We take Arnold with all his calming and calming, and we're gonna do an action <laughs> comedy that leans hard into the tropes of Arnold. It's gonna be great, man. I'm telling you, he's, he's got so many great one-liners. It's got, it's gonna be fucking great. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're, 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 we're gonna make. This is a Christmas movie, okay, like Die Hard. An Arnold Christmas movie? Yeah, right. just, oh, just, like just shut Hard? the fuck okay. up. I haven't right, gotten cool. to the good part. Hang on. All right, all right, all right. And we're going to have an evil guy that's basically in every scene. And we're going to get the biggest comedian on the planet to play him right now. This guy named Sinbad. I don't really know who this guy is. He's some colored guy. I don't know what's what? going on. <laughs> Why don't you get Jim Carrey instead? I mean, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's oh, gotta, it's gotta be a black guy because he's gotta, <laughs> he's gotta have a shitty job, and it's uh, gotta be believable. And you're not gonna believe okay. that Jim Carrey has a shitty job, okay? You gotta, yeah, you gotta no, have a black guy. He's remember? charismatic, yeah. We we just we just beat the shit out of that black guy in L.A. You know, like we we gotta make this realistic, all right? <laughs> So, we're, we're going to get this comic guy, man. He's so funny and enduring that I guarantee people are going to look back on this movie and think after Sinbad wins, like, four Oscars and sells out Madison Square Gardens every fucking year. Jesus, I can't believe how funny this guy is. Yeah. It's going to be awesome, okay? 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 What, so, what kind of comedian is he? Is he, like, uh, you uh, know, hard-edged, you know, kind of, like, I don't know. Chris I don't Rock know. type? Uh, or... To be honest with you, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't listen to colored comedians. But you know, oh, I mean, it's, okay. it's just it's just one of, it's just one of those things that you know, white cokeheads like me, we don't listen to that. You know, it's like it's like a Jeff Foxworthy or nothing for me, brother. You know what I'm saying? 
Okay. So, so as for this movie, all right, it's it's gonna have something about Power Rangers when you're all yacked out that makes you it makes so much more sense and it's more awesome when you're all yacked out on cocaine. All right. <laughs> uh, hold so on, we're gonna hold on. let me let me try some of this so I can get on the same page. Yeah, with yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, wait for Dude, the drip. Wait for the drip. Is, this is not. This is fucking baking soda. What the fuck? God damn it! I'm gonna have to kill my Puerto Rican drug dealer now. <laughs> okay. You son of a bitch. End up in the can like Randy Jackson, you know what I'm saying? But so so we're gonna make this PG rated family comedy, okay, brother? And Wait. something just, just just shut up. I haven't gotten to the good part yet, okay? Alright, alright, I'm listening. It's gonna it's gonna have something about like a, a turbo man doll or something like that, which we'll make it into a Christmas <laughs> gift one time. And like nobody's gonna buy it, but everybody's gonna want this fucking thing because we're not gonna make enough of them. We're not gonna even bother <laughs> Making yeah. the sidekick or the fucking evil guy into a fucking action figure. Like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to do this homoerotic Randy Savage type doll, okay? <laughs> I like it. And we're going like to... We're gonna, actually getting hard right now. Yeah, sure. You sure, sure, sure. I, I can't tell if I'm actually getting hard I or think, if that's the seven-day erection that I've had from sniffing so much cocaine. Yeah, I, think, I really I don't think know. your Coke is working, actually. I think it's not baking soda. Okay, good. Okay, 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 okay. So, we're going to have just Arnold... I like the way you look... You like the, you like these muscles ripping out, don't you, brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna have Arnold fighting with Santas, and a fucking dwarf is gonna get punched in the face because I oh, saw I love something it when like that. Got punched. Yeah, I, love I it. saw something like that at a cork at a, at a coke party once, bro. <laughs> and like this fucking dwarf flew across the room. It was fucking awesome. But it's gonna be awesome. And we're gonna cast the next Macaulay Culkin in this movie. This kid named Jake Lloyd. He's oh, gonna man. be huge. I'm telling you, he's I gonna love be how huge. we can abuse children on set. Yeah, yeah, man. It's the '90s. We can do whatever we want. We can take all their money. <laughs> Fuck them. They're kids. What are they going to do? Fuck. <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe this movie could be made for like $20 million. It's definitely going to look like a $20 million movie, but I need about $40 million worth of cocaine in order to make this fucking thing. All right. Uh, well, I think Arnold, his base rate is 20 so I'll give you all a right, even 60 right. all right, That all should right. buy enough cocaine to finish this movie, I think. Yeah, I'll be all right. All right. All right. So uh, give me the fucking money or I'm going to uh, use your kids as drug mules, okay? Just give me the fucking money. <laughs> all right. I got a I got in the suitcase in the back, all right? Just wait great, a second. Great, 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 great. Where the fuck is this guy? He's been gone for a long time. <laughs> Teeth are all yanked out. Oh god. Oh look at him! I got a chainsaw, motherfucker! Stay away, stay away with that, brother. No 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 brother, no, no, no. Be be with God, brother. Uh, with I always God. just wanted to show you my chainsaw. Alright, alright. I like all right. it a lot. It's great. Cool. Great. It saws great. through stuff. Alright, yeah, let's do this thing. I want to make this movie. I want to make some money, bitch. I like it. Alright. <laughs> uh, Alright, Gabe. Alright, that was uh, that was amusing. Alright, that was good. Alright. So, probably going to have to cut out the colored comments, but... <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, what? Why do you like this movie, Gabe? <laughs> What's your what's uh, your gut reaction? I mean, when was the last time you watched this? Let's start with that. Uh, bef before I watched it this week, the last time that I saw it was probably ten years ago, something like yeah. that. It's been All a while. Right. We'll go with ten years. Yeah. So I don't know, dude. Like there, there, there's something about it that Arnold, with being the cheesy ham fest that he is, 
and like the way that he pulls this off i don't know it's like i don't know if it's just because i have a soft spot for kindergarten cop or what it is <laughs> but like there's something about like the family effect of him that's like i i like it man it's funny and it's entirely built around arnold for the most part like they try to throw sinbad in there as much as they can but it's like built around arnold and i really yeah. like that you know it's just like arnold has this like screen presence that is just fun to watch no matter if he's hamming it up or whatnot because you have no fucking oh, he hams it up in this movie <laughs> like, you, yeah. you have no expectations with arnold it's like it's just it doesn't matter even if he does like the worst performance of his life it's still fucking good because like arnold is just such a whack job in, in terminator movie. terminator genesis yeah yeah no i mean I, he's even entertaining in that like i like i said i mean i, I don't want to i can shit on that movie all day because it's terrible but like he i'm never ever you're never ever gonna hear me bitch about arnold's performance in a movie ever it doesn't matter how bad the movie is like even around the world in 80 days which is a fucking horrifyingly <laughs> bad movie like i'm still not gonna bitch even though he's got that horrible wig on and like all those other shit I'm never gonna complain about Arnold because it's Arnold man like he's just he's like Bruce Campbell in that way like he's built his career out of these niche like weird fucking like movies that somehow caught on that if yeah. it was anybody else it probably wouldn't have worked nah, wouldn't have but happened. for some right for some reason Arnold it's okay you know what I mean so for me I wonder about this movie I wonder about the casting of Arnold as Joe Everyman. <laughs> I don't know if it works. It kind of does. I mean, there's a lot of... All right. When I first saw this movie, I saw it like as a kid, probably close to when it came out, and I really hated right. it. I don't know See, what... I liked it as a kid. Yeah, I don't know why I uh, hated it so much. I think it was probably because the satire of the materialism <laughs> and the commercialism Christmas right. like actually hit me because I was a little fucking shit around Christmas time, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of making fun of me as a child and all my stupid mm -hmm. desires for toys and bullshit Yeah, like that. and that giant middle finger towards you didn't feel very good. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> Maybe that was it. I, the, another thing that always pissed me off was the score. I just mm. hate that goofy-sounding comedy score. Yeah, me too. Uh, that's in it. And, of course, they have to use, like, uh, a Nutcracker theme song for the well, slapstick all right. scene. So <laughs> just, just name me one family Christmas movie besides Home Alone that has a good score. I cannot recall. I'm, <laughs> I mean, uh, National Lampoon's uh, Christmas, I think. The score doesn't it doesn't have that like goofy sound where every time he gets hit in the balls or whatever, there's like a <laughs> I mean, usually I think they the score is to kind of like uh transition between scenes in that movie and not right. like it doesn't try to play out the comedy something, yeah. that's already happening on screen. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's uh, something that pissed me <laughs> off when when they try to use music to give you a comedic kind of emotion and it yeah. doesn't work for me. I'm yeah, too, no, that, I don't know, cerebral I, I can, for that or something like that. I, I can definitely see how from a meta way that, that just pulls you out of whatever you're trying to watch for sure. I can see that. Yeah. But but you know, I mean rewatching it, rewatching this movie, I hated it less. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I don't know if I really hate it. I think it's a shitty movie and I'm going to enjoy shitting on it, but uh <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's got its charms. It's got some good moments, and I, I laughed really hard at a couple of the things that I saw. So, you know, I can't really... <laughs> yeah. The movie can get me to laugh. It's uh, it's all right in my book, I, I guess. Think, but, I uh, think part of this movie, too, is that during this time period, I think I was listening to Sinbad as well. Like, I had a couple of Sinbad's tapes, you know? And so, like, oh, I nice. it was, like, this built-in thing for me that I wanted to see Sinbad and I wanted to see Arnold because, like, Arnold's Arnold and, like, Sinbad was just another draw to this movie but overall yeah. man this movie i can see why it sucks and there's definitely some parts later on in the movie that during the action scene that like it makes me cringe like when he rams his head into the wall and he's like shaking <laughs> like i have problems yeah. with it but that's a know, that's a weird thing about this movie that it like starts serious but then all of a sudden at some point it's like absolute cartoon violence and you're like right. what the fuck just happened i thought he was <laughs> right. gonna punch some guy and break his jaw but instead he's like <laughs> all right so I, i'll say i'll say if this movie was made you know the way that it was and it was r-rated it would have made it infinitely better <laughs> but, you know, like, i would have loved to see an r-rated cut of this movie like that's all i'm saying because as bad as it is, yeah. it would have benefited from some, like, weird ultra-violence, like, when he was in the middle, when he's getting the fucking uh, bingo balls or whatever, when they're doing the lottery system at the store, and he would, like, yeah. if he grabbed somebody's arm and, like, broke it, so that way there was, like, a bone shooting out of it, <laughs> like, and then use the bone, like, stab somebody in the mouth with it or something, like... I would have loved that shit, dude. That that yeah. would be like if that mo if this movie was like that, I would say that this is an all time classic and it needs to be preserved for humanity's sake. Because... <laughs> but no, I mean I, I can take this movie or leave it. But you know, it's a it, it is something that I do like, and I don't think that it's a, I don't think it's as terrible as everybody says it is. Because like fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes means that it's worse than The Happening, and <laughs> I. I just don't know if that's possible. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely more entertaining than that, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so anyways, list of grievances here. Uh, so the film opens <laughs> with the kid played by Jake Lloyd watching a TV show, like kind of modeled after the Power right. Rangers or right, Buzz right. Lightyear maybe, right? So I like yeah. the satire and like the satire, it, I mean, it's dripping through every scene in this movie <laughs> about – how fucking shitty Christmas is, honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, so right. that's, I mean, that's pretty good. And uh, the kid, kid sees the commercial for the action figure, and he needs one. But we also learn that uh, young Anakin Skywalker has a problem with his dad. <laughs> right. His dad missed some of Anakin's previous important life events, despite Arnold's promises that he'll be there. And I mean, this right. is like such a '90s film trope where the the right. The workaholic dad, like, misses all the child's important bullshit events and, you know, trying. But he's, all, he's always working to, like, secure the family's future in this insanely right. cutthroat capitalist world. Right. You know, I mean, look at their fucking house. It's huge. I know. It's like know. they live in a nice neighborhood. The kid's probably going to go to prep school. Yeah. But, you know, he probably going to go to Harvard. <laughs> he wants his dad to see him get a fucking, like, what? green belt i mean it's not even a yeah. fucking black belt so who gives a i mean fuck? seriously he, i mean that's the other thing though is that like this kid is probably going to grow up to be like brett kavanaugh right like the next supreme court justice <laughs> but, like, <laughs> they just 
they gotta I, I fucking hate this trope because it like reinforces that thing of like the absent father or whatever but the absent yeah. father in these movies is always shown to be extremely successful and like you said with the giant house and shit and it drives yeah. me nuts because I'm just like dude if the wife okay so like this this is a little bit I don't know if this is heteronormative of me or what but like if if the fucking wife is like living in this giant house and doesn't want for anything and they always have food on the table and whatnot and he's working dad is working his ass off in this heteronormative family in order to provide for that but she's like complaining at him that he's working too hard like something's got to give you know like sure <laughs> honey we can spend more time together and i can spend more time with uh, young anakin skywalker here but like maybe we won't live in a six thousand square foot brick house with twelve bedrooms with only one child. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like it's a, it's a fucking stupid trope, and I, I that's a huge grievance for me also because it's like at least in at least in Home Alone, you know, the workaholic father played you know in that movie, he's got a giant house and he's got like twelve kids living there all the time, you know. But yeah. still, what did Kevin McAllister's dad do in order to afford a fuck? house like that in chicago like <laughs> shit is impossible I man i figured he was like a lawyer or something like that or yeah a you know mid-level executive because yeah that's a big goddamn house it's a big house yeah that's a lot of goddamn kids to feed and clean <laughs> up after they fucking hammer holes in the walls and shit so i mean he's yeah he's yeah. got to be loaded whatever he does all this guy has is this dickhead child that's gonna grow up to be a schizophrenic like that's all he's got yeah. so <laughs> no, that's funny because I was thinking about how you know uh, Macaulay Culkin and Jake Lloyd, how they're basically in the same kind of movie, and mm. you know they have the same life story as kids, where they're in these gigantic movies and they're superstars overnight, right. and right. then their careers kind of wax out. Well, yeah, I mean Macaulay Culkin, his career waxed out, but uh, you know Jake Lloyd's was just <laughs> decapitated, right? <laughs> You know, Maybe but I mean, fire. like I've seen I've seen Macaulay Culkin do a lot of like interviews and stuff as an adult, right? right. And he seems like a dude that I want to hang out with. Like, yeah. like, he just seems like he's you know he's accepted his fate as a you know once child <laughs> actor, and he's okay with that. And <laughs> you know, he, at least he's, he's not sticking it. a needle in his vein like yeah, Corey yeah. Haim, you know what I but mean? But no, he just seems like a uh, a decent person uh, who looks like a lot of fun to hang out with, honestly. But right. uh, this other yeah. guy, uh, Jake, <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Yeah. Fuck I don't know how kids like this became like big actors. It's like the kid that played uh, the uh, what's her name's child, uh, Renee Zellweger's child, and uh, Jerry Maguire. Like that kid. Uh, what's his name, Johnny Lubnecki or some shit like that? I don't know. But that kid, dude, he grew up to be this ugly motherfucker. Like, he is such a cute kid, and he just looks like the ugliest crackhead human being now, and it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, that was 96, bro, and you're already yeah. looking like a 50-year-old, like, man who will take a shot in the mouth <laughs> for some cocaine, you know what I mean? Yeah, child, I would not... I would not try to get my kid to be an actor. That's uh, yeah, that's gonna lead to trouble. Or, yeah, um, they're either gonna turn out like Jean Benet Ramsey, or you know, <laughs> <laughs> or 
Or they might turn out like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You never know, you know? So Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of successful child actors. To me, the pattern seems to be if their parents are already in, like, Hollywood kind of filmmaking established, they can turn out all right. But mm-hmm. if their parents don't know what they're doing and it's, like, this huge break for them right. and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sell my kid out because, right. goddamn, he's worth a lot of money and I'm going to yep, take that Yeah, may as well prostitute my child. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, so usually in that case, it doesn't turn out so well. No, <laughs> no, not at all. No, no. <laughs> Anyways, so back to this uh, this movie here. Arnold, his first crime in this movie is to, uh, when he's trying to get to his son's karate practice after he leaves like five minutes before it's supposed to start <laughs> from his work, he uh, he pulls into the shoulder to take a shortcut. And I mean, I've done this a couple times uh, on the freeway. <laughs> But it's always to get to an exit. Right. But this one time, I knew there was an exit like a mile away, and the traffic had been stopped for, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm taking the shoulder, using the exit. So I drove along the shoulder for like a half mile, but then I got to a bridge where the shoulder <laughs> ended. <laughs> and then I had to try to merge back into traffic with all these people that had watched me skip like a half mile or like 45 minutes of traffic that uh, right. that did not go over well. But some old lady finally let me in after maybe like 10 minutes of sitting there. Uh, God bless old yeah. ladies, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's bad, yeah. I, I, I've done this before where I, I drove for a while on a shoulder and then I stopped my car and then I popped the hood and acted like something was wrong with my car only to get back into it and keep driving so that way people <laughs> that may have passed may oh, have thought that I was having car trouble. <laughs> I've done that before. I like that. I like that, yeah. (laughs) So... The, the scene, is, Arnold gets pulled over and he meets this cop who comes back again and again later on, yada, yada. And uh, meanwhile, we see at the karate presentation, his son and wife are disappointed because he's not there. Yeah. That's, that's where we get to meet the creepy, like sleazy next door neighbor who everything, yeah. everyone thinks is like... A super dad and all the milfs of the neighborhood are all like swooning over him and how does that happen dude that guy like how is this points poindexter looking motherfucker slaying it with all the single milfs in the area like that's uh, what i don't understand you know he's a good dad you know i think once women hit like a certain age like they're like oh look at that that man he's covered in diaper shit that's sexy <laughs> you know he's a good dad <laughs> i think so actually yeah, yeah so i can see uh, that happening yeah, I, I love Phil Hartman in this movie. He's like, <laughs> he's just entertaining to watch. He doesn't even do anything in a lot of these scenes, but he's still funny somehow. Right, I don't know. right. Yeah. He's just like, he's got this fucking smirk on his face that yeah, just makes me laugh. What's really funny is that I just find myself wanting to punch Phil Hartman in the face for a majority of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a douche. That's pretty good stuff, man. <laughs> But, but I mean, I think... he plays it. He plays it great. You know, I mean, he's not just a douche, like because he's a douche as an actor. Like he actually plays the douche like pretty well. Yeah, and I think yeah. that that's the difference. Because <laughs> you could see this guy, like you could see this guy, like traveling door to door, like handing out Bible tracts. You know what I'm saying? But like at the same time, <laughs> like you see him doing this, and it's like, oh, okay, well that makes sense too. Is that he's trying to bang every like milf in the area and he's like spreading chlamydia amongst all the women in the area. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I don't get I don't get anyways. 
Anyways, cut to later in the night. Arnold tries to apologize to his son for missing this thing. Yeah. And he does it in, like, the most cringy scene in this whole movie yeah. where he's, like, it's trying to, like, pretend to be in a kung fu movie. And, you know, Arnold just isn't cute and he's not silly. Right. He's just good at killing dudes with sharp <laughs> or blunt objects. <laughs> And yeah, I just, <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, don't, don't do this to yourself, Arnold. Don't debase yeah, yourself yeah. like this. Just, you know, though, I mean, just lean fucking... over and punch the kid in the face. That's, <laughs> that's the movie I want. <laughs> you know, though, I mean, fucking, uh, what's it called? Um, fuck. Is it junior? Is that? Fuck, That's no, the one where he's pregnant. Yeah. Where it, his nipples did, are tender. <laughs> yeah, he did Junior. You know what I mean? So, like, he had <laughs> yeah. done Junior already, he so anything junior. he did after that wasn't going to be as bad as Junior. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyways, dude. so that scene sets off the whole plot where the kid tells him that he wants the doll of Action Man or... What's his name? Turbo Man. Turbo, Turbo Man, Man. Yeah, yeah, Turbo Man. There's a lot in this movie that I really like with the overall concept, execution, and a lot of the comedy. But this movie shows... The thing I like most about this movie is it shows how unchecked greed and consumerism and how capitalism can destroy people's sanity and their families. <laughs> and like you said, it is a satire in that. But it's like... What I find funny about it is that this movie is entirely about like making fun of that. But yeah. it is a product of the fucking zeitgeist. Like people are going to go <laughs> right. see this during Christmas and take their families and shit. And they're all going to laugh and be like, oh, that's just like you. And then they're going to go home and they're going to go through this exact same shit. And then they're going to fucking be like, I fucking hate Christmas. I want a divorce. Fuck this. Blah, 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 blah. But, you know, it's just it's funny to me how people can't be self-reflexive upon seeing something like this. You know, how many yeah. fucking movies have there been about like limiting how much shit you buy during Christmas and like not being this? way and I people still like buy into it <laughs> yeah, they still do i remember i remember reading this article that was like talking about how bullying had gotten to the point with schools that kids were starting to get like ipads from their parents for christmas and like kids that parents didn't have that money to just throw away on an ipad for a child weren't able to do that for them and they were getting like bullied that they didn't have an ipad like coming back to school <laughs> It's just like, what the fuck is this world yeah. coming to, man? Like, what I mean, the fuck? I mean, you can't even, I mean, you can't participate in social activities without an iPad or Obviously, a phone yeah. of some sort. Yeah. I mean, you're just getting ostracized from a whole community if you don't have that yeah. And that that's ability. what causes so people kinda... to grow up and be serial killers, you know? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> what was your serial killer moment? I mean, like, at Christmas, there's probably something you wanted real bad, right? <laughs> Yeah, and you didn't get it, or you right. thought a present was something, and you open right. it up, and you're like, "God damn it, God <laughs> damn, why did you mean, fucking waste your money on this, parents?" One of the biggest <laughs> things, one of the biggest things that I remember as a kid is that I always wanted a uh, an RC car that had like independent steering, you know, and like right? every every poor kid on the block had that one where like it would only turn one direction, and you had to back you up back in order it up. for it to God turn the other way. Yeah, <laughs> I remember God. that I wanted one for my birthday one year, and I didn't didn't get it and then like I wanted it for Christmas and then I didn't get it and then like the next birthday I got one but it wasn't the independent steering model it was the one we had to back <laughs> yeah. up and I remember <laughs> looking at it and this is me this is me as a kid I looked at it and I was like this is lame as fuck I don't want this thing <laughs> 
<laughs> and I felt so bad about it, like, after the fact, because mm-hmm. my parents had, like, tried. At that time, my dad was, like, unemployed, you know, and, like, they had tried yeah. really hard to give me, like, a good birthday, even though my dad was, like, basically wanting to shoot himself every day because he didn't have any money and he couldn't provide for the family and they were yeah. worried about the house being taken away from them and shit. And I'm sitting there being like, no, fuck all that, man. I just want a fucking RC car that I can steer. <laughs> And then I realized it later on in life because, like, you know, my mom got breast cancer the same year and, like, she survived, obviously. But, like, I remember thinking about it after the fact and I was like, Jesus, man, fucking America, man. Like, (laughs) and, like, that sort of that that was one of the many, many events that sort of started me down my road of uh, of, like, descent on this country where I'm like, this is fucked up. We need to fucking do, like, some fucking communist shit in this country, you know? Yeah, and no, then, my uh, that same exact thing happened to me with the uh, RC car, but it was my <laughs> grandma that bought it for me. She's like on a fixed income, but Jesus. I opened it up. I'm like, oh, RC car, this is all. Oh, it's one of those <laughs> fucking pieces. I made some <laughs> comment to her, and she's like, oh, really? You're going to complain about this? And I'm like, oh, no, I love it. I'm going to take it outside right now and drive it <laughs> in circles backwards. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I think the biggest disappointment, my my parents actually loved to fuck with me on Christmas. And one year, I got this big ass box that was heavy. Right. And you shake it around and it sounded like it had Legos, like a ton of Legos. Like it was one of those $300 kits of like like the massive Millennium Falcon Legos or something like that, you know? And I open it up and it's a fucking case of store brand sure fine cornflakes <laughs> like six boxes of this shit but like god damn it you didn't even buy me the good cornflakes like the name brand god damn it i was like think this is the 300 hundred dollar gift and here it is it's like four dollars bucks cornflakes. <laughs> yeah. god damn it. that's fucked up man yeah, it was but the funny so part was my mom more. my mom thought that I liked those cornflakes in particular, so she thought oh, she no. was doing me a nice thing oh, by no. buying me this stuff. So. Oh dude. <sighs> yeah. That's I feel so bad tragic, about that man. as an adult. Yeah. It's so tragic. <laughs> Fuck, man. But, yeah. Jesus uh, Christ. The, the disappointment was uh, pretty hard for that one. Yeah. Oh, God. I remember that, like, one year I really wanted a fucking Xbox. And, uh, like, I always wanted a video game system. And I wanted, like, the original PlayStation. And we used to hang out with this kid. I can't remember his name now that I think about. Jeremy. That was his name. He was, like, an older kid that, like, my mom was friends with his mom. And we'd go over there and we'd hang yeah. out. And Jeremy had, like, every fucking, like, gaming system that you could have. Like, he had the, the, he had the fucking Sega and the Sega CD when that was still a thing and then he had the fucking like Xbox and Nintendo 64 and the Dreamcast and all that shit and I wanted an Xbox like so badly because I wanted to play Halo and I was just like I was so pissed off that I didn't have an Xbox and then I remember that like randomly my parents like bought us one one Christmas after wanting one for like two years and like it finally showed up under the tree and I remember that that was like the best Christmas like ever you know, okay. and like, yeah. and then now I look back on it, and I was like, "That was really greedy of me, you fucking little prick." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I was my kid, I'm surprised that my parents didn't like mercilessly beat the living Christ out of me like all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know how I'm gonna deal with that materialism. 
I don't know. Because, like, the problem is your fucking relatives send your kids shit all the time. Yeah. So they get this expectation that the parents are going to, like, gotta provide the best that shit, shit. bro. Yeah, yeah, you got to scream that shit. <laughs> my, my, uh, my sister-in-law, her kids, she has, like, three young kids, and they get just a fuckload of stuff all the time. Just relatives, friends, friends right. of friends sending them shit. Right. And so her husband intercepts the mail and, like, filters it. And, like, all of this new kid stuff goes into a storage room before the kids even see it. Nice. And it just stays there until they get bored of their other toys and they have to, like, exchange a toy for a toy <laughs> in there or something like that. It's like the fucking Edmund's awesome, Locker dude. or something. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great plan. That's a really great plan. That's pretty smart, actually. But, yeah. But all that shit, like, piles up, man. It's like so many toys and crap. Right. You know, the kids, all they want is a, an iPhone. That's it. Right. They don't give right. a fuck about yeah, anything else at this point. I know. <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> fucked up. Dude, I didn't, I didn't realize this because obviously this wasn't around when we were that age, but like my wife was telling me, my wife teaches English. Like she used to teach English for freshmen. Now she teaches English for uh, juniors in high school. But anyway, she was telling me that like there was a, there were several times over the course of the time that we've been in New York that like kids were being like arrested by the cops because like some underage kid was like sending nudes to some other underage kid. And then it was like, circling around to like some kid that was 18 and then that kid who had it at 18 was sending it to other people and then it became literally child pornographic images like being distributed by someone that's a legal adult and I was like I never would have thought of this because like that wasn't around when I was around I mean, obviously, I was like, obviously, you know, like when I hit puberty and like I was 14, I was like trying to bang like everything in sight, you know, but like it was it was like that wasn't around back then. and I didn't have a cell phone back then, you know, so it was like very, very different. But dude, what the fuck? What the fuck happened to Sinbad, man? Like, I don't know what the hell he's doing. I don't other than that. It's always sunny in Philadelphia episode. I have no idea what the hell happened to him. Yeah, it's like it's fucking dropped off the face of the earth, man. I, I, I mean, maybe it's a good thing. He wasn't that very good of a comedian anyway. <laughs> Dude, I have people, a real... What's up? No, no, no. I was going to say, I have a question about this movie, and I rewound it like six times, and I put on the subtitles, but when they're standing there in that like giant crowd, and what the hell was happening? Somebody there... I, I can't remember if it was with the lottery ball system or what, but like I thought... When when he was like joking, no, it was when they were in the first toy store and he just met Sinbad and he's yeah. like making fun of everybody's making fun of him that he doesn't know that the Turbo Man's been sold out for forever. Yeah. Like Sinbad turns around and he says like, "Where have you been, man? You know, blah 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 blah. You know, this is like a known thing that they're not around." But when he said it, I swear, I swear on my life, I heard it the six times that I rewound it. Sinbad says the N word. He calls. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the N-word. And, like, I don't know if I'm just imagining that or what. But, like, I rewound it six times. I was like, did he he just say? Because it's obviously not subtitled, you know. But I was just like, what the fuck? What the fuck's going on? Snuck but, that in, huh? I don't know, yeah. man. I didn't. I didn't catch that. I caught the the Rodney Dane or the uh, Rodney King reference there. I'm like, oh yeah, shit, yeah. this movie could take a dark turn at some point. <laughs> Where it does in many points, actually. <laughs> it does. But, it does. Oh uh, man. All right. Where was I? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So one of the funny scenes is. Uh, when Arnold chases the little girl who's holding the lottery ball into the ball pit. (laughs) (laughs) 
and he gets beat because he's like trying to mothers. trying to give her his balls or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's like telling yeah. her to open her mouth because he wants to give her a ball and he wants to take her ball away or whatever. And like all those women rush him and they're like, "You fucking pervert!" Blah blah blah, blah. beating yeah. the shit out of him. Yeah. And he's like, "No, I was just trying to buy a Turbo Man doll." I'm not a pervert. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, see, I I actually think that that scene is terrible. Like, I hate that scene. Yeah. That's one of the yeah. few that I actually don't like and, is that fucking like scene. Flying around. It's yeah. annoying, think, and the background direction is irritating in that movie or in that part of the movie. I think that Arnold is not really the best at slapstick. <laughs> I think he can be funny when he's reacting as the straight guy to a weird situation, like right. in Kindergarten Cop. That's basically the whole movie is him right. like trying to deal with these insane kids. But in this movie where he's like sliding on the ground and smacking his face against a window and yeah. uh, I don't know. A lot of those, those jokes fall flat here yeah you know, they do so. they do yeah, so, so. they do you know i i i do want to say that like i have a huge problem with arnold being a super successful businessman and sinbad being a postman because i'm just like okay the one black guy yeah. that you have prominently featured in the movie yeah. is like he even says it later on that he like wasted his life and blah 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 blah, blah and he just turned out to be a postman i'm like okay hang on a second like, back up. <laughs> Fucking postmen, first off, are, like, union letter carriers. You know what I mean? Like, the the fucking postmen back in Albuquerque, yeah. one of my one of my friend's dad, when I was a kid, was a, a U, USPS letter carrier. And it's, like, the, the, the letter carriers union. I can't remember the name of the union that they're a part of. Yeah. But that guy just delivering letters was making 65 grand a year delivering yeah, letters. Yeah, no, man. You can make And in Albuquerque, but in Albuquerque, like, during the mid-90s, early 2000s mid 60s for your salary is really fucking good like that goes pretty yeah, goddamn sure. far now my dad was probably making uh, that much as a phd nuclear physicist at yeah. the national laboratories there blew, so. my, blew my mind dude i was like uh, and so when when he's like talking shit about like being a postman i'm like i know postmen have like a reputation obviously because like during this time in the early 90s there was like a string of incidences where postmen were like going in and shooting up their fucking co-workers and shit and i get that but at the same time like dude postmen they have a pretty good job and they have good benefits yeah. and like at before yeah. the government started fucking with them in the in like the mid 2000s they had yeah. a good retirement plan and good fucking like health care and shit they were a good union yeah. and they were a good job but like now now you say that shit and maybe it's a little more accurate you know what i mean but <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, uh, I don't know, nothing shameful about being a postman. I mean, no. you get to walk around all day. You know, yeah. It's, uh, it's a pretty good deal. I'll Outside, getting some exercise. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not bad. Get to kick a dog in the face or two. Whenever you're <laughs> <an> asshole. <laughs> I don't know. I bet. I feel like postmen have to have this map in their head and a strategy for dealing with every dog at every house yeah. in the neighborhood, you know, whether or not they can like 
smile at it and it's happy or they right. keep some bacon in their pocket to throw at the Rottweiler. They just fucking mace the shit out of one dog that's always an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there there was like this guy that I was following on Instagram or Facebook, I can't remember for a while, that he was a postman that I just wandered across randomly. But he uh he like had these series of videos where he would he always posted the videos of the dogs that were happy to see him. And it was like yeah. this great fucking like series of videos that he did of these like cute dogs like running out to meet him and like so excited to see him and he'd yeah. give them like treats and shit and they'd be all happy and whatnot and i'm like this is great this guy's awesome <laughs> dude <laughs> yeah no my my dog jesus he liked the postman mm-hmm. he'd like wag his tail and shit but if the ups guy came he would <laughs> fucking go nuts like thro- frothing at the mouth <laughs> and shit like it was wild seeing him like react to the ups guy and like what is setting you off did you have a bad experience with one of these dudes or you just don't like his brown uniform yeah. what the fuck is it i don't that know could be man i mean your dog could have been racist you know <laughs> He's a brown man coming towards me. <laughs> like Brian and Family Guy when he's like dealing with the record executive and they're walking up. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's not me. That's my father. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, anyways, so Arnold, he, he fucks up. And he can't get the toy because uh, it's not available at the mall. So he goes driving around town to like 50 other stores. And I'm like, I don't know if you've ever tried to drive around in a city (laughs) Christmas Eve. It takes hours to get anywhere to one place. Yeah. I'm like, dude, no. You can't go to this many stores. You can go like one or two, and then it's it's over. Your day's gone. I, I don't know how the Twin Cities is these days, but or during the '96 era. But you know, like it's it, it did seem a little unrealistic that he was able to hit that many places. But yeah. okay, but so he, side he note, finds what's that? Side note, okay, Minneapolis. I'm sorry. But your town sucks, okay? Like, I've been to Minneapolis. I've been to the Mall of America. The only thing you guys got going in Minnesota is you got some good food. I'm not going to bitch about, like, the fucking food up there. It's not bad. You know, like, the Juicy Lucy Burger is from Minnesota. I'll never talk shit about a Juicy Lucy Burger because those are fucking dope. If you don't know what a Juicy Lucy is, it's the stuffed stuffed burger patty, you know, where they put, like, cheese and shit on the inside of the burger patty, and then they cook it. So it's, like, all melty and shit on the inside. Yeah, I was trying to find a uh yeah like quintessential minnesotan sandwich and i i can really dig anything up so. uh no but i mean but your, that's your city it, sucks right. that's it you know minneapolis <laughs> your fucking city sucks that's all i gotta say yeah i think i drove through minneapolis once but i that's my whole experience with that city yeah. so it's I like a really discount chicago you know and you can feel it <laughs> yeah. in this movie you know but it's like people halfway. say it's cheap. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's <laughs> the Midwest, but it's like it's halfway between Chicago and Detroit, you know, but like I'm not talking about like mid 90s Detroit. I'm talking like post 2004 Detroit and Chicago. No, but for real, dude, I, I, I do want to say that I, the one scene that I do really like in this movie is the black market Turbo Man scene. Like, oh, even though Santa the, Turbo Man, yeah. even though the Santa and the elves are pretty kid friendly and everything, I mean, the real black market would be some pretty 
seedy and shady <laughs> shit and not so well lit or cheery. And like the fucking, you know, the song is kind of shitty and like there's a lot of shit going on in there that's very kid friendly. But like Jim Belushi hams this motherfucker up, but it's it's good ham, dude. Yeah. Like Christmas ham type yeah. shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's good. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I love that whole scene just for how fucking zany the whole concept is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, it's pretty good. And the midget, by the way, is played by the same dude that uh, grew, went on to be Mini-Me in Austin Powers. Right, uh, Vern like, Troyer, I think yeah, is his Vern name. Troyer, yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So you get, a, you get a, a famous cameo in this movie right. where he gets punched and goes <laughs> flying 40 feet across the room <laughs> with a straight, flat trajectory. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, that must have been so much fun to rig that stunt work for the stunt uh, yeah, guys in yeah. order to fling a fucking short or like small person across the room. That would have been great. Yeah. Now, my my favorite my favorite little person role in any movie besides R two D two, obviously, is um the in Bad Santa with his sidekick and like Bad yeah. Santa's like scratching his crotch rot and like uh, <laughs> he looks over at him, he's like, "You probably shouldn't be digging in your ass like that." <laughs> <laughs> so good uh, so good dude uh, to oh, me my man. favorite uh, movie with little people is time bandits yeah. oh yeah dude yeah, that's classic man yeah, no, there's a lot good of classic shit. scenes i think that is the largest collection of little people with speaking lines in any movie as far as i know oh no but, doubt no doubt yeah, i'm yeah. trying to think if uh freaks has more than that though the uh the gym, yeah mm-hmm. you know the todd browning movie from 1937 i think it was it was right after he had done dracula todd browning huh. yeah. uh-huh. that movie's uh-huh. fucked by the way don't watch that movie <laughs> <laughs> There was a lot of shit that happened on that movie that was like just blatantly exploiting people because they were like freaky looking and like they took advantage. That is some fuck. That is a film history like fuck up right there. You want to read the story about freaks? Read that and be like, Jesus Christ, Hollywood is full of a bunch of fucking asshole slave driver pieces of shit. <laughs> Absolutely true on that movie, oh, man. man. Yeah. So after the whole crazy smuggling ring Santa shop. Arnold create like commits his like highest crime up to this point, which is impersonating a federal officer, which I believe has a felony of at least yeah. ten years of sentence yeah. attached to it. So I mean, and like <laughs> including all the assaults and battery charges <laughs> moving up to this point. I mean, he's racked up quite quite the list of uh, crimes, but he's not, not as done. much as Sinbad, though, man. Sinbad no, no, no. Has, we'll, like, we'll, we'll get to Sinbad. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to Sinbad in a little bit here. But anyway, so dejected, and after calling his wife and finding Phil Hartman in his house, eating his wife's cookies, and yep. just like, mmm, mm, wife's cookies are so good. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, put the cookie down, put the cookie down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good line, man. That's a good yeah, one no, line. That's good. It's good. Yeah. But he he's dejected. He's failed. Uh, so he ends up in a diner, in a diner with uh, a cup of coffee. And this brings me to my, my segment here. I don't know what to call it. Coffee complaint, coffee cunt, coffee conundrum. I don't know. Coffee but conundrum's uh, not bad. Here's Paul's Mr. Coffee Cunt. Uh, <laughs> Listen to that. It's nice Seattle coffee. I dig it, man. Coffee store jazz here. <laughs> oh, all 
right, all right. We're done with that. <laughs> Anyways, so you walk into a diner. What do you expect, coffee-wise? You expect shit, but you expect <laughs> a lot of it, right? You get one right. cup, and you get infinite refills. You can get six cups of coffee during a meal, no problem. And, you know, it's not great, but, <laughs> you know, it's got to have, like, a minimum standard, right? Right, right. So there's this place in Seattle. It's down by the uh, the harbor, and usually it's, like, a 24-hour diner for, like, uh, longshoremen and stuff. That's the typical okay. customers. But on the weekend it kind of turns into more metro like uh brunch place or something like that mm-hmm. but i walk in there with my wife i'm all excited because i saw their menu they had like really awesome sounding pancakes and shit mm-hmm. and i sit down and i immediately they offer me the cup of coffee just like flip over the cup it's right in there like right when you sit down like you don't have to wait no bullshit i'm like yes this is diner coffee at its best yeah you get it it's right there when you walk in no bullshit yeah you know oh yeah but then i I look up at the wall over the the coffee station, and it says, we proudly serve Maxwell House. Jesus. And I'm like, God damn it. If that isn't the worst of the worst right there. I mean, it's fucking burnt wood filings. It's just, I was reading, uh, so I I went and read this review of, uh, like, some professional coffee tasters went and, like, did all the in-store brands coffees, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, they're, they're, The review was, it tastes like wet dog and the aroma (laughs) is burnt children or something like that. (laughs) And I couldn't even, like, I'm willing to willing to accept some not so great coffee just for the the diner environment and you mm-hmm. get caffeine but i couldn't even fucking finish this first cup and i had to walk out of there <laughs> not even having one cup of coffee that i paid like three bucks for <laughs> so coffee shops diners i know you want to keep your profit margin like reasonably high when people just come into your shop and drink coffee for fucking two hours and they expect <laughs> you to take three dollars for the cup but Come on, Maxwell House. Jesus right. Christ. You got to right, do better yeah. than that. You yeah, it's pretty and bad. That's pretty at bad. least hide the fact that it's Maxwell House. I mean, yeah. don't don't say you proudly serve that shit. I mean, there is this whole like side <laughs> thing though. If it's like if it's catering the longshoremen during the week, there's the whole thing about like the blue collar like worker type thing and that's what Maxwell yeah. House like really sort of profits on or like represents. And that's that's very blue collar American is like, you know, Maxwell House, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I it's can It's goddamn I awful. I yeah, mean, it's even terrible. Folgers is uh you could do better with full But you know, <laughs> in a fucking town like Seattle, and, like and how do you this is not a Starbucks have better town, coffee? man? Yeah. I know. Even like fucking boring ass Starbucks, like normal roast is a hundred times better than Maxwell House. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was looking on, on Amazon and you could buy forty eight ounce pack of Maxwell House coffee for eight bucks. And I'm like, the fucking bulk coffee price isn't even that low. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is in this coffee, but like, you can't actually buy coffee well, at that price, man. Alright, so like, like, the the one thing that I do know is about tea, right? Like, uh, Lipton, right? Like, Lipton tea, the, like, the, the actual one where you have, like, Lipton tea bags, not like the fucking powder that is God knows what. <laughs> but Anyway, yeah. the uh, the the Lipton tea packets, right? I, yeah. I don't remember who I was talking to about this, but somebody was talking to me about it. They used to be a marketing guy for Lipton, and he was just telling me that 
Lipton basically like hires out their fucking product from other tea houses where they basically take like the leave scrapings out of the fucking yeah. like conveyor belt and off of the floor <laughs> and, like they wash it and that's what you get. <laughs> so maybe maybe Maxwell House is that same thing. Like they go to some beanery, yeah. you know, that's like doing good shit and then they fucking like scrape up the shit out of their like <laughs> you know grinding traps and whatnot and then they dump that into a thing and that's what maxwell house is, is some fucking god-awful source yeah. product that's like or they all just own in. massive plantations with slave labor to oh yeah that's copy. that's probably more <laughs> likely to be honest with you. some fucking filipino farmer lost his life yeah. to some maxwell house bean plantation yeah. yeah his arm is ground into the fucking coffee oh sure no, it sure it probably yeah. add to the taste honestly yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. cannibal you get a little bit of uh, you know gaminess <laughs> behind that. Anyways, Arnold calls his son by payphone from the diner, and his son has this fucking tantrum about, you know, him not being there, blah, 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 and I'm just like, shut the fuck up, kid. Like, you don't know what he's going through to get you this piece of shit toy that you're just going to discard. Not to mention that he's like a horrible actor. Like, (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the worst part. That's the worst part, yeah. But and how did, how does he wander in just in time for the phone call to come through? You know what I mean? Like I was a child of the '90s, and like there was so many messages on the answering machine all the time because like you just weren't around when it was ringing yeah. at that exact moment. But this kid walks in just in time for the fucking phone <laughs> to be ringing, and just in time for it to be his father and not some telemarketer like asking him about. <laughs> I don't even know what telemarketers were doing during the 90s, to be honest with you. I don't even remember. What were they trying to sell in the 90s on telemarketers? Uh, Cruises or plane tickets? That's it. Long distance phones. That's right. That was the thing. Yeah. That's why there's like laws and do not call lists, actually, because long distance, (laughs) which just doesn't even apply anymore. It's kind of funny. A whole industry destroyed. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But anyways, so Arnold and Sinbad hear on the radio that there's a local radio station that has a uh, that's giving away a Turbo Man over the mail or whatever. They're giving away a Turbo Man if you name the eight reindeer. And so Arnold tries calling. Sinbad runs, rips out the the phone cord. They get in this big old fight in the diner. You know, there's like five crimes committed. And then they run <laughs> run to the actual radio station. Arnold kicks in the door and is now committed, like, <laughs> capital kidnapping as far as I'm concerned <laughs> on this fucking radio DJ. Right. And then fucking Sinbad walks in with the mail package and claims it a bomb. And right. right. <laughs> There we have uh, domestic terrorism right, right there, and that's like I mean, this twenty is, this to is life. Pre nine eleven, though, you know, like pre nine yeah. eleven. I, I mean, mean but, uh, was mailing people at this time. Yeah, but... yeah. I think that's where these jokes came from. Yeah, yeah. But one of the most horrific scenes in this movie <laughs> is the police see that his package is fa- his fake or whatever, and then Sinbad pulls out another package after the police arrive and claims that it's a bomb, leaves <laughs> it on the floor, and the police like walk up to it, and they're like, oh, I'm a- with the bomb squad? No big deal. I know this is a fake. And you see them, <laughs> Sinbad and Arnold, somehow escaping the scene. <laughs> 
and there's an explosion and i'm like oh god the fucking police <laughs> they're like entrails are hanging from the light Chunk, fixtures yeah. and shit yeah <laughs> and i was not laughing at this no. scene i'm like god damn this did not age well this this joke <laughs> but then it then it cuts to the cop and like a wily coyote situation right. where his face is all black and his hair Daffy is all duck, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm like ah oh, yeah no. Now, you know, I mean, the most unrealistic thing about that scene is that the cops storm in and they see a black man holding what he claims oh, to be a yeah. bomb. And I'm like, dude, yeah. even, they storm even in, this is... guns drawn, and they see a black man, and somehow this black man did not have 60 bullets in him within a second. I'm like, yeah, that's not yeah. realistic. Yeah, that's... not realistic at all. <laughs> It would have fucking opened fire, especially during this time period, man. Yeah. No fucking body cameras, no witnesses, <laughs> no cell phones. You know, like uh, they would have fucking unloaded on maybe, him. Maybe, no maybe the the mailman uniform saved him from being shot. I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> maybe you see the uniform first. But anyways, so Arnold's low point in this movie. So when he goes back to his house, his car is wrecked or whatever the fuck. So he has to take a cab and he gets there and he sees Phil Hartman's house across the street. And he remembers that Phil Hartman bought, bought his kid a Turbo Man doll. So he decides to break in, <laughs> kicks in the door, like uh, steals this Turbo Man doll. But then he manages to set fire to everything <laughs> while the fucking reindeers chasing him around. I've had some experience with reindeer, actually. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I went to uh, Fairbanks with my wife in right. uh, November, right. like a few years ago. And uh, one of their big tourist attractions, aside from the Ice Carving Museum, which is just <laughs> a, an empty movie theater that they leave the doors open and they have a bunch of ice sculptures from like years past, like Did stored in there. They charge you for this? They char yeah, they charge you. You also get to sit in like 20 below freezing seats watching a Windows <laughs> Media like 2002 oh. PowerPoint presentation oh. on. <laughs> on ice carving and stuff but uh they're i think their biggest draw is they have an ice slide that goes down like one of the aisles like okay. the staircase aisles of the theater but it un it like ends abruptly at a brick wall <laughs> so you just like fly into this brick wall you're like <laughs> so yeah if you went head first uh it's over uh, pretty quickly but that's yeah. that's a whole thing in alaska it's like everything is at your own risk and the number two tourist attraction in this town is a reindeer walk with the reindeer experience okay. you basically go to this place it's a house in the woods and they've got this big ass fence around there like <laughs> i don't know 10 10 acres of property or something like that uh -huh. first thing you do is sign a liability waiver <laughs> That talks always about, a good sign. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like three pages long, and it talks about how you're not going to sue, and you're assuming the risk of being gored and <laughs> <laughs> trampled and all the shit. <laughs> and they go through a safety briefing where they're like, "Okay, the reindeer are usually pretty friendly, but wow. the one, the one reindeer, he's the bull male." He's 350 pounds. His name is Jasper, and I remember fucking Jasper because he's a cunt. 
right? <laughs> so you walk around and they tell you, it's very educational. They tell you all about these reindeers. But the reindeer, there's a bunch of them. You'll just be like walking along and suddenly a fucking 250 pound reindeer like jumps within two inches of your head, like behind your back. And you're like, God damn, I could have been fucking killed by this thing. <laughs> But my wife and I kind of went away from the tour group a little bit to kind of, I don't know, watch the squirrels or something. I don't remember why we were doing it. (laughs) But I'm like looking around and I turn and I see like Jill like looking at Jasper and Jasper just like looks at her, puts his antlers down and just like runs straight into her (laughs) and he like gored her in the stomach to the ground. Jesus. Jesus. And I'm like. They tell you that if Jasper ever gets a little too randy, you, like, put your hands straight up in the air like big antlers, and you just, like, run at him. So that's exactly <laughs> what I did. And when he saw me, he just, like, took off and ran away. And I'm like, wow. But, yeah, Jill Jill had, like, this huge fucking welt, like, on her stomach for the next oh, sure. two months or something like that. Sure. Like, from I'm surprised she didn't crack antler. a rib or some shit, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we they she got were trying head to, buddied by a reindeer. They were trying to serve us hot cocoa, and we we're like, you know, we're uh, this isn't doing us for anymore. We're I think we're gonna go home. They're like, well, what's wrong? And we told them how Jasper gored her, and she's like, oh my gosh, that's that's really bad, you know. And we're like, all right, we're we signed the waivers. She's all right right now at least so right we're just gonna we're gonna no leave. internal bleeding that we know of <laughs> yeah that we know of right but uh yeah later they wow. called us and apologized and showed us pictures of jasper and they had fucking hacksawed off of his his antlers so we can go anyone again i'm like <laughs> god damn but Jeez. fuck you jasper keep your goddamn antlers off my wife you piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to get Randy with your wife, dude. Yeah, you yeah, gotta fucking... yeah. Wait, is that is that's not a way of showing that's like a territorial thing, right? That's not a Randy thing, right? So they explain Jasper has several modes of wanting to gore you, and I think that was actually let's play let's play with our antlers and kind of right. you know, knock antlers. So it was more right. of a playful thing. Rather except, than I'm, you know, I'm gonna kill you and... doesn't weigh three hundred and fifty pounds and have right. antlers, so <laughs> it's does it's kind of one sided, you know. Right. Yeah. That's that's still pretty entertaining though, man. Jesus. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't think I've known anybody that's gotten gored by a reindeer before. <laughs> it's fucked up. Yeah, but... <laughs> I, I look forward to the point in our life where we can sing the grandma got run over by a reindeer song and have it right. be a hundred percent true. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <laughs> anyways, so after, <laughs> after Arnold has set fire to this guy's house, trashed it and punched out the reindeer, he finally realizes he's gone too far. Yeah. But, uh, his wife sees him and Phil Hartman sees him breaking in caught red-handed the weird thing is like phil Harmon doesn't you know call the police or because you know, he's trying like to that. bang his wife dude yeah. you know like i think that there's yeah. something in him like cognitively that's like well i was just in his house like offering to go up and fuck his wife in the shower to him on the yeah. phone so maybe i deserve this yeah, yeah that leads us to the phil hartman attempted rape scene <laughs> <laughs> 
which is not what I was expecting from this movie. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. with Arnold's wife, and he's all coming on a little strong. Yeah. But she ends up smacking him in the face with the eggnog. <laughs> Do you drink that shit, by the way? Cause I'm just, uh, I mean, I, I like I drink. like a couple of glasses of eggnog, like small glasses of eggnog, but I get tapped out pretty quickly. Yeah. And, you know, people that put, like, whiskey in it or whatever, I'm like, you're just asking to just fucking projectile <laughs> vomit this shit, like, <laughs> everywhere. Oh, yeah, you know what's the best thing for fucking eggs and cre- heavy cream is alcohol. Throw that in there. Yeah. That's yeah, perfect. All up. Yeah. And d- dance to some uh, some Christmas songs with that shit. I, dude, all right. Around in your stomach. <laughs> Hang on. Side note for a second. I, I was having this conversation the other day. Like, one of my biggest problems with Christmas songs, and before you come at me, whoever the fuck you are out there saying that I'm a Grinch <laughs> or whatever, go fuck yourself, number one. But number two, okay. So... <laughs> I, I I really do have this problem. Like, I like Christmas, you know, and I like some Christmas songs, and I definitely every year put on the Home Alone soundtrack, like, during Christmas, because it's a fucking great soundtrack. But there has never been a new Christmas song, like, sung by anybody in fucking decades. And that's my biggest problem, yeah. is that you, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, now, you know, Pharrell is singing a Christmas album. I'm like, fuck Pharrell, dude. I don't <laughs> give a shit who's singing it. Because you're just going to sing the same old shit, and I'm just going to have to hear yeah. your version of it, which is inevitably going to suck, because I'm going to be like, oh, well, I heard this guy do it better 25 years ago, or whatever, yeah. you know? Like, it's always that way. Like, why isn't anybody in the history of Christmas come up with a good, like, new song for Christmas? I, I yeah. swear that there hasn't been one since, like, the 60s, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, it's been, it's been a long time. I don't know what the deal Get with that is. Get on that shit, artist, man. Like, you're supposed to be know. some fucking, like, hot shit shit artist and you can't come up with a fucking christmas song fuck you and your lyricist god damn it go talk to randy jackson at least he'll be able to write something whatever so this leads in after we finally see phil Harmon go away we we get to the the climax of the movie oh yeah where arnold is mistaken for a buff bodybuilder actor who's supposed to play turbo man in the christmas right. parade right, 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 right. somehow they don't notice that he shouldn't be there and they just dress him up in this insanely complicated suit the way it plays out is actually pretty <laughs> funny honestly like they're like oh yeah like the, the last guy who's testing the prototype he 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 doesn't have a traumatic brain injury apparently or what do they say it's like they said that he has brain activity, and that's a good oh, thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, that was a pretty good line there. But you know Arnold comes worst? out. What's no, that? No, no, no. Uh, I was going to say, the worst part about this movie, for me, is Gilbert fucking Godfrey. Oh, as the fucking untitled or uncredited buddy? Yeah. Is that what his yeah, name is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the sidekick, the whatever the fucking the the name of the thing sidekick Everyone is. hates. Yeah. Well, that's funny, because he's fucking annoying as shit, right? right? But then he gets knocked down during all the chaos and these kids swarm him and just start beating the shit out of him. Right. It's actually pretty yeah, it's pretty, pretty good, gratifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially after Gilbert Gottfried's very racist quip about I'm more you look more nervous than a dog in a Chinese restaurant <laughs> on top of all the misogyny toward Arnold's yeah. wife. Yeah. Like dude, <sighs> god damn it. Like what a difference in filmmaking times, man. They even like do the <laughs> they even do like the homophobic quip near the beginning and they say, you know, Arnold says like he wants some fruit 
fruity uh, Turbo Man doll or whatever. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> what a fucking difference 20 years makes, you know, or 30 yeah. years. 30, but, oh, yeah, almost 30 years. 24 years this movie's been around. So chaos ensues when Arnold, who somehow his wife and kid can't recognize that it's him, despite, yeah. you know, his face being fully visible. This is a and, Superman effect, bro. And his very obvious and very unique accent. Right. Out there. I mean, they kind of like cover it up in the script and that they say he's got a voice modulator in his microphone. Right. But it just so, sounds like you know. he's underwater. Like it doesn't yeah, sound. Yeah, it doesn't. It sounds like Arnold. Like, no, you would not mistake <laughs> that for anyone else. I guess if they somehow his wife never imagined him as like the 230 pounds of pure muscle that he was and <laughs> you know that she couldn't have that stretch of imagination and his kid couldn't either i guess but this is just the misogyny being built yeah, in here i think Paul, like... uh, that and i think it's probably where the casting fails because i think in the script they were probably going to do some other guy normal more joe every day and they just left yeah. all that in and yeah. that i uh, yeah, i can't suspend my disbelief for that <laughs> but anyways it's a fucking cartoon <laughs> in the end arnold's spinning around sinbad is like chasing this kid up like an eight-story building after this toy right the kid is gonna fucking risk his life for this goddamn doll see i really like i really like that i really like the, the, like this fucking supposed prop suit has completely working technology not yeah. needed actual tv show <laughs> and it can be operated by a layman i really like that actually yeah, i'm like oh, okay great yeah so he just throws a batarang like the first time he's ever thrown it and it like works perfectly if you've ever tried yeah. to throw a boomerang dude it doesn't yeah, work unless works. you know how to fucking throw a boomerang yeah. like yeah. You just fucking flail it, and it's just this dangerous projectile. It doesn't come back to you unless you know how to fucking throw it. But, like, no, he just pulls it out first time and fucking throws it. No problem. Comes back to him. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, while Arnold tries out his rocket pack and is trying to get the hang of it, and he crashes head first, going 60 miles an hour into a yeah. building... <laughs> It's fine. Brick wall. Yeah. Then the only respectable black people in this whole movie are sitting down to pray over a wonderful family dinner, and he comes flying through the window, yep. blasts through their house, and probably causes like fifty thousand dollars worth of damage. <laughs> destroys their their moment yeah anyways i'll get back to that but uh yeah sinbad chases the kid up this 10-story building and the kid is dangling and he falls and that brings me to the hack attack of the movie oh my god every every movie that features a flying superhero that <laughs> flies horizontally and catches their 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 muse at the last second before they fall yeah. 400 yeah. feet into some spiky rocks or yeah. pit of lava or whatever <laughs> and they grab them and they're fine yeah and so I, I set out to do the math to see whether or not the g-force acceleration oh, good. of arnold catching this kid would shatter his body <laughs> liquefy him or would he be all right and so i did the math yeah and i based on an eight-story building which it's not evident how tall this building is so i just went with eight stories kind of middle ground uh-huh and based on arnold going maybe 60 miles an hour and having having arms that are uh what did i put 32 inches long like shoulder to wrist mm -hmm. so that i assumed that arnold had his arms outstretched 
fully and mm-hmm. was able to provide a constant deceleration as he grabbed this kid all the way to his shoulders. Uh-huh. And I did the math and I found that this kid would only experience 18.8 G's of force <laughs> in that impact, which the the National Automobile Safety Commission actually uh-huh. says a child can survive a 50 G impact. Wow. And yeah, yeah. And a... <laughs> And a male adult can survive, I think, 75 Gs. So I was actually very surprised. So the kid would probably, he might get a broken bone or two. Right. And, you know, he might, he'll he'll be bruised for sure. But he's probably actually going to survive. Now, if you look when Superman catches Lois Lane going 400 (laughs) miles an hour, Lois Lane is flying at like terminal velocity after falling off like a 200 story building. Right. She would be liquefied. But <laughs> like but in this case about like the boys with like a train. Yeah, exactly. Like, that kind exactly. of liquefaction. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. But I did the math and I was surprised at what I found. <laughs> There's a lot of assumptions built in, but it, it's it's in the realm of plausibility. So wait a second. And survivability. So I, I need to know the liquefy factor here. Okay. So like. <laughs> If a child, if a child can withstand 50 G's of uh, of force, according to the Automobile Safety Commission or whatever, so are are you assuming that after 50 G's of force that it's death or like how many G's would it uh... take? to liquefy a human it's, being it's 50 percentile basically death so at 50 g's the child has a 50 percent chance of surviving you know? okay and it it there's a lot of nuance like i was reading this whole like test <laughs> standard document about how seat belts you know like your neck is incredibly vulnerable because your uh-huh. head like snaps and so right. this kid maybe could have snapped his neck but just based on the the simple calculations that i did he probably would have been all right okay but yeah like so li- what g-force <laughs> what g-force does a human body liquefy at i guess this is the real question here well I think there's this test pilot back in the 50s, 40s, 50s. Yeah, the guy that's, they, that did the rocket sled. Thing. Yeah, the, the rocket sled about. stuff. And yeah. I think what they learned from that is somewhere plus 25 Gs, your retinas can detach from right. the, the back of your eyeballs. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they pushed him to, like, 50 Gs plus, and yeah. meaning he probably had long-term brain damage and all this like <laughs> other kind of shit but no that wasn't enough to liquefy him <laughs> and so I, I mean yeah i don't know i don't know how how much of a G i mean it, it, it makes sense be. in terms of the vector the force vector of lois lane falling and fucking superman <laughs> coming in like that that you would liquefy a body going yeah. that fast but because if you slammed anything at 186 miles an hour <laughs> Yeah. But on top of a 400 mile an hour, like moving counter trajectory force, yeah, like exactly, that would exactly, be pretty yeah. strong. If you just do, if you do the the like math for just con- like computing the kinetic energy of that collision, yeah, <laughs> it's like a bomb going off or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting factoid. I wonder if I, I wonder if there is a fucking statistic out there for human liquefaction. I looked really hard to see what the like limits of human endurance were, and they were actually a lot higher than I thought. Mm-hmm. But it was hard to find, like you know, when is your arm gonna get severed off and that kind of shit. <laughs> it was hard to find that kind of data. So 
I don't think they do yeah. that kind of uh, you know empirical testing <laughs> on things. I don't know. Anyway, it makes me wonder about like uh, about like Death Proof too, where like they get in the head-on collision and that girl's leg comes flying off in Death Proof. Yeah, it's that yeah. same sort of thing. I mean, that, that's a little more realistic because like the cross members supporting the windshield and the roof, yeah. her leg would have been between that and like the dead force impact on the firewall could have been strong enough in order to yeah. separate the leg. And I mean, like cars today, they're designed with crumple zones. Right, right. So you actually experienced a lot less g-force than if you were driving a truck with the heavy duty steel frame and you just crashed into a brick wall just (laughs) like that alone but of course they were driving like these old ass cars i don't remember what they're driving but right that kind of engineering didn't exist back in the day you know so (laughs) it's perfectly reasonable that they got fucking shredded to fuck and then yeah just kind of bounce around inside that was some of the best like gory makeup effects that i've seen and yeah the leg hit the ground yeah it's pretty yeah like splatting out and just (laughs) how he replays the scene from each one of their points of view and each one gets fucking mangled like one gets her head run over by the tire flying (laughs) through the window or something like that yeah and her like scalp comes shredding off yeah yeah no that's pretty yeah no the uh the the guy who did that makeup effect for that was uh was the knb effects group who had worked with tarantino previously on kill bill obviously yeah yeah. but knb really made a name for themselves ironically with uh, with Hannibal with Ridley Scott's Hannibal because <laughs> yeah. they did Ray Liotta's brain eating sequence oh, and that nice. was all them because like that there's actually that that movie it's like a combination of digital effects work with like a green cap on top of Ray Liotta's head yeah. a a full on dummy of him like animatronic dummy and like Got a it. partial makeup effect that they were doing for the brain like when they were doing three quarter you know on top of his head you know yeah and like uh, I remember that on the audio commentary for Hannibal Ridley Scott actually was talking about this and he's like I challenge anybody out there to see where the seams are on this scene because like KMB effects like just fucking slayed that Nailed scene it, and yeah. got it done right I'm like yeah nice. no I mean he's absolutely right I, I fucking bought it when I was sitting there in the theater and like gasping for air at how horrifying <laughs> yeah. this thing was that yeah, I was looking at that <laughs> does make me nauseous watching that scene it's oh dude I love it to watch I <laughs> love it man I I fucking yeah. love it. It's because I'm sick, but like I fucking yeah. love that kind of shit. I'm like, yes. So Arnold's the hero. His family finds out it's him. And his son decides to give his Turbo Man doll to Sinbad, who is in the arms of the police at this point. Right. Of course, and the black guy would get arrested. Where, yes, here's where the fucked up part of this movie is. Because, yeah, Arnold committed maybe, I don't know, 20 to 30 felonies in this movie, I think. He doesn't really have the domestic terrorism charge that Sinbad <laughs> would have. But right. otherwise, their crimes are pretty close. Despite all of that, Arnold, the white man, gets to go to home to his family right. with no consequences consequences and have a wonderful <laughs> Christmas. Right. Meanwhile, Sinbad's son gets to grow up without a father, but at least he has the Turbo Man doll. Yeah, that, the well, assuming that they didn't just book it into evidence and his kid never <laughs> <Yeah>. gets it. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. <laughs> uh, oh man you know I, I wanted to go back to gadgets real quick in this movie like you know both of them are able to use these prop suits like with no problems but yeah. like fucking Sinbad is able to figure out how to shoot off his hand and punch <laughs> Arnold in the face and have it fly back and reattach over Sinbad's hand 
I'm just confused by the technology in this here. Like, how yeah, exactly is that supposed to be working? Because it's like, okay, yeah, jetpack, you know, sure. You know, whatever, <laughs> little mini turbines. It's a little yeah. ahead of its time, but yeah, you know, we got that shit now. So, sure. Yeah, the fucking disc launcher, sure. The Batarang, you know, extremely coincidental that he's able to do it. But yeah, sure, maybe. <laughs> Maybe he was like a high ally champion in college or some shit. And he knows how to fling it. <laughs> but, like, the fucking fist coming off, hitting him, and then flying back. Yeah, I was just, I was confused at how that was exactly supposed to work. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like his real hands are working some animatronics and then the the fake hand is on like a stump that the covers the real hand you know sure. and you can launch okay. it like that yeah sure i'm sure <laughs> a fully articulated robot arm like, yeah rocket launching and returning <laughs> hands is possible in 90s technology yeah yeah sure. but for a it, prop but, suit and a fucking parade yeah <laughs> so but i mean this movie it makes it pretty clear early on that it's a weird cartoon kind of like Arnold is the normal guy but he's stuck in this cartoon reality or something like that where yeah. everyone's going crazy and you can fly a jetpack going 60 miles an hour into a brick wall and hit your head <laughs> on it and it's fine and you know <laughs> right yeah, it's yeah. sure. You know, one one so. of the biggest problems that I have with this movie, dude, is after all this effort and the car being stripped and the action scene on the street where Jamie nearly dies and Arnold's obvious struggling and buffoonery, his wife still <laughs> asks him what kind of extravagant gift he got her. Like, is this... Is, <laughs> Is this cutaway, it's in this cutaway that Arnold yeah. goes to an adult sex store and asks the clerk about in an Arnold voice, like, tell me about this dildo. You know, and like, maybe that's what he went to go get. Do with you have a Turbo Man dildo? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I want the I'd automatic pay, I... gas starter. I would pay good money to hear Arnold Schwarzenegger to say dildo. Oh man, I wonder if he's Does ever seen it. Okay, I so I I don't know, dude. Like I I don't know if this is. I remember something about like German back in the day, but doesn't Schwarzenegger mean black man in German? Or am I, I out of my mind? I think so. It's yeah, it's something incredibly <laughs> racist. You can tell just by the spelling. Honestly, it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty close. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. man, but I, I I would pay good money to see him say dildo, especially if it revolved around Arnold almost killing a guy with a rubber cock, like in the fucking like sex store. I'd pay good money to see that. <laughs> he's just like wailing on him with a twenty-four inch rubber cock, and he's like, "Give me the dildo. I need the good dildo. Where's the terrible man dildo?" <laughs> Why don't they make that movie, man? Somebody needs to make that movie. I think Arnold Arnold in his later years really needs to like lean into that like really fucking hard. And I, you know, I never saw Journey to China, The Iron Mask or whatever the fuck, but you know, I, maybe he's starting to lean into it. It seemed like that from the trailer that he's just leaning into the stupidity of his career. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's kind of all that's left, honestly. <laughs> he needs to do it, man. You know, yeah. Bruce Campbell figured it out early and Bruce Campbell's only been leaning into it more the older that <laughs> he gets it's just fucking classic but i don't actually know when the last time i saw arnold was maybe expendables 2 was the last thing i saw him in prior to yeah i mean he's been fucking working since 1970 that's 50 fucking years dude yeah. it's insane <laughs> how old is he man 
He's coming up on know. 70, right? Yeah, I mean, he's got to be around there now. I don't I don't actually know. Jesus, yeah. But no. He's like a fucking bag of, like, cake batter, like, just walking around as he's, like, getting older with the muscles like, fading over yeah, time, you know? Yeah, man. You know, I mean, to have a body like Arnold, uh, even at that age, I mean, I'll take that shit. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. <laughs> you know Arnold, though, dude? Like, he, uh, one of my, one of my favorite things about Predator is that it has, and they never would have known this making the movie, but it has two fucking governors in that movie, like <laughs> Jesse Ventura yeah, and fucking yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Insane. What is that say about america though oh, seriously yeah. uh, just just think about that for a second jesse the body ventura was fucking governor of a state and so was arnold schwarzenegger what does that say about this fucking country man seriously yeah. and now we have our reality reality tv star, TV star as yeah. president yeah. Thank you for hopefully, that. Hopefully, hopefully, when this when this uh, gets published, we'll uh, we'll know who the president we'll is. We'll have to redact that <laughs> statement. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so Paul, you know, I mean, you you didn't give me your rating on this movie. Like, I know that you said you hated it less this time, but like, out of ten stars, what would you objectively you know, give it? It it kind of won me over. Just <laughs> yeah, Arnold just has so much charisma. And there's a lot of really funny things in the script that unfold and just how fucked up it is generally, <laughs> like in a PG movie. So I'd give it a, a six out of six. ten. Yeah. See, upon rewatching it, I would give it a, like a five because it's like very down the line, like very typical type movie, you know, like there's some inventive shit in here that like, you know, it sort of stands on its own, you know, in some way that there's not another movie quite like this out there, but at the yeah, same time, certainly not. Yeah. It's just, no. it's sort of mediocre in a lot of ways. <laughs> no, there's a lot of mediocre. Most of the slapstick doesn't work for me, but, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of other good shit. And yeah, right. just how twisted it is underneath everything. When you actually think about it, somehow this movie got made. So. Somebody, somebody <laughs> wrote a check for $60 million in order to make yeah. this movie. How does that happen like 60 million dollars dude you could do a lot with 60 million yeah, yeah. you make an arnold christmas movie i mean and uh, it's not an r-rated fucking <laughs> you know because there's that like wwe movie. movie called santa's sleigh that's oh, like totally man. awesome <laughs> yeah i think that was I like watch... i think the big show was in that i don't remember who was in that i want to say it was yeah. the big show was in it i think the big show also plays the giant santa in this movie no i, don't know. I didn't well. actually check oh uh, man when when the santa with the fucking nunchucks like candy cane <laughs> nunchucks like jumps into frame that's a pretty good moment there I don't know the, <laughs> just like what the fuck is going on here yeah um, it's yeah. it's just it's gone weird. bonkers it's gone off what does he do he just like kicks that guy in the throat or something <laughs> <laughs> But that guy just doesn't even get a shot off. Like, he just fucking kicks the guy in the throat and he's down. <laughs> you know, the only thing that would have made this movie better for me is if uh, instead of Jim Belushi being that character, that they got fucking Gary Busey to do that role. That would have made this movie, like, awesome. <laughs> 
Yeah, be pretty, uh, would be pretty good. Something, yeah. something fucking wild. I think that that's the end. Unless you got anything else you want to say about this? Uh... No, I mean I'll, I'll defend this movie just because it's zany and like I'm I'm gonna remember this movie even to the day that I die. I'm still I'm I mean if I ever have kids, I'm probably gonna show them this pile of shit and like try to contextualize <laughs> how bad it is. <laughs> it's fun dude you know like they don't make fun christmas movies like this anymore like christmas movies nowadays is just like stupid like fucking oh i'm meeting the parents awkwardly like dumbass bullshit <laughs> you know they don't they don't like really try for the weird shit anymore you know yeah yeah it's kind of too bad one movie but... that i need to see that i haven't is krampus which uh, oh, looks krampus is sweet. good dude i like krampus yeah. a lot yeah yeah no nice christmas out, horror yeah. movie it sounds pretty yeah. cool I, why does krampus make... and santa's sleigh right maybe check out uh rare rare imports or exports exports yeah, yeah rare exports one. is fucking that's a classic mm. dude yeah, Classic. never seen so much old man dong though in the movie. Nope, nope, <laughs> never in my life. Probably never again, actually. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, no, I mean that movie, and then uh, Silent Night is pretty good. That was another one that was like a fucking WWF wrestler. I can't remember <laughs> who's in that, but that one's pretty good. I like that one. Yeah, but. They don't. I mean, they need to make more R-rated Christmas movies. It's not like I gotta say like Black Chris, Black Christmas from '77 is good. The remake is fucking terrible, but I like the original Black Christmas. That was good. So. All right, wait, wait. Before we go, like, there's a scene where the reindeer charges Arnold and he punches it out. <laughs> And he says, you started it. And I'm like, maybe we need a better one-liner for yeah. that. What, you got any? You got anything? Uh, on Dancer? <laughs> <laughs> no more reindeer games. Yeah. No. <laughs> that would, I mean, that would have been kind of good. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's like got to be a better one in there. Yeah. I don't know. I'm no good at these, though. I, 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 yeah. I'd have to think about that pretty hard. I always envied those one-liners in Arnold movies because I'm yeah. just like, some of them, they're like, it's so fucking perfect. And you're like, yeah. it's sort of obvious. But at the same time, I'm like, somebody had to think of that. And I don't know if I could <laughs> think of that, man. Yeah, no, yeah. it's 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 talent being able to think of a one-liner like that, and then there's an art to it. Arnold, yeah. Arnold's got his own talent of delivering that shit too. So, you know. <laughs> and it's it, I think it a lot of it has to do with his charisma as well as like his one-liners because his one-liners yeah. just they land so <laughs> good, dude. <laughs> I, I love in uh, in Hot Fuzz when he's talking about how he picked up Lurch and like slammed him into the freezer and knocked him out and he's like, oh, did you say chill out? And he's like, no, I didn't. He's like, shame. <laughs> <laughs> but then he talks about, he's like, oh, no, no, no. There was this bit earlier where I smashed him in the head with my, uh, my peace lily and I said, playtime's over. And he's like, you're off the fucking chain. <laughs> <laughs> so good dude yeah. <laughs> so good oh my god what should we do next week we gonna shit on sean connery for uh zardoz oh my god <laughs> you know no it's uh okay so zardoz is a good a good option just to shit on sean connery but i've been thinking a lot about league of extraordinary gentlemen you know, <laughs> did you did you watch zardoz though i no, i haven't watched it yet okay so right. so i mean you know how bad league of extraordinary gentlemen is obviously so and i yeah. i haven't seen it since it came out in 2003 so it's been 17 years since i've seen 
seen it. Yeah. But uh, check out Zardoz since you haven't seen it, and tell me whether you want to go with Zardoz or with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen yeah. because I think Sean is like an excellent example. Fucking League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is an easy movie to shit on because it's so poorly put together. But we already looked at a Stephen Summers movie. You know what I mean? We already yeah. looked at Rising. So I think Zardoz, if you look at it, you're gonna be like, wow, like this was '74. This was when Sean Connery was at his peak, and somebody convinced him to do this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I've, I've seen some good movies recently, actually. Like, you know, The uh, the Wolf of Snow Hollow. If you haven't seen that, hmm. that's, a, that's a good B-movie, like, fucking horror movie. It's good shit, dude. And where it ends yeah. up, I dig it, man. Like, I'm totally <laughs> there for it. I'm like, it it's ended up in it. Movie. Yeah, it literally just got released. I can send it to All you, right. but I was just like, sure, sure. I saw it and I was just like, hmm, you know. I, <laughs> I mean, that's a quality movie. You know, you don't have to like shit on that one. I don't think, yeah. but it was it was a good flick. But if you haven't seen the trial of just the Chicago Seven, that's a good. Oh, one too, dude, yeah, I watched that. That was that's good. Shit. That was pretty fantastic. Yeah, I yeah surprised too. by Sasha Baron Cohen like how good Dude, he was in that like, within two weeks he's that got show. that and he's yeah. got fucking Borat yeah. how is that guy that versatile <laughs> to uh, yeah no. <laughs> he's kind of like Peter Sellers to me yeah like, dude he can fucking I don't know he can play any part just like fall into a character and yeah you know, usually he's funny but you know he can also do serious shit every once in a yeah. while so. he's unbelievable man like I yeah. I, I had just seen Borat at last weekend and uh then last weekend i watched uh fucking trial of the chicago seven and i was like this guy man (laughs) well ladies and uh gentlemen this has been the the holiday edition of movie dicks with uh, your host paul schendel and co-elf host (laughs) i'm gabriel chavez hope you all have a good holiday season and hopefully don't have to start burning down your christmas tree for heat or something like that you know what i'm saying like that's yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) happy holidays everyone happy holidays nice normal commercialized christmas season to the war on christmas all holidays matter you fucking twat Uh, Happy Kwanzaa, <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> Musical stylings this week were provided by Lord Crazy. You can find him on SoundCloud in our bio. Goes, whatever will he do? Making spirits glow. Finding out there's no turbo man on sale that day, so hunting he must go. Oh! Sinbad's there, it's not fair, he wants Turbo Man too. They get caught right in a mob mouth fight and a big Santa brawl too. Oh, Arnold's put in a turbo suit and he gets in the parade. He's gonna give the toy to his kid in the final giveaway. Bad shows up as well Dressed up like he's from hell He tries to take the doll But Arnold just won't sell Arnold tries to run But he isn't having fun He's launched into the sky with a jetpack And then it's done 
jingle bells, all is well. Arnold saves the day. Gives the toys a slender too, so he's a hero. Happy holidays, you cunts.